Hey everyone, welcome back to the Feature Length Podcast. I'm Marco, I'm joined as always by Dan. Hello. Well, Carol's not here this week, everyone, which can only mean one thing. <laughs> We're doing some Batman content, as you would expect. This is our chance. This is our chance. Um, yeah, so this week we wanted to do something a little different and have a uh, first ever FLP commentary track. So oh, yeah. if you aren't familiar, uh, commentary tracks typically are done by people that worked on the movie <laughs> and uh it's usually included as a bonus on the movie you're watching and we didn't will... work on the movie but we liked the movie a lot yeah so. and also a lot of our ideas from that prediction video kind of happened so oh yeah we'll take some at least credit. half at least and we'll point them out as we go through <laughs> but yeah so it's a commentary so we're gonna sh- pretty shortly here uh click play on the movie we have the movie queued up and we are just gonna talk over the movie in real time and then we're also gonna call out when the Batman pops up on screen. The uh, title. I, yeah, the title, The Batman, because it's very, very large. Because <laughs> the Batman himself doesn't pop up on screen for about five minutes. Yeah, so. it's going to be a little while. So uh, settle in for three hours of Batman content. And uh, don't worry, Carol will be back and we'll stop doing Batman content <laughs> when she's back. So oh, and one more thing, I guess, like, I know it's been a while, but if you haven't seen the movie, I guess spoilers. If oh, you're yeah. just going to listen to this... Without having seen the movie and not watching the movie, then we have to give a spoiler Yeah, warning, and but. just to be clear, if you haven't seen the movie and you are, are thinking, watching a commentary track... <laughs> and are going to do this and watch it for the first time synced up with this commentary track, please don't. Yeah. Just watch the movie for real. Do and, the movie some justice. <laughs> yeah, listen to this after or whatever. So without further ado, um, I have the controller ready and we are going to be hitting play in three, two, one, play movie. All right, Dan. Sweet. So, the question I was going to ask you when we were off Oh, yeah, Mike, go for it. Have you seen this movie since it was out of theaters? Oh, actually, no, since we watched it at S- my house. No, so. not since then. So, we can use this time now, I guess, to clarify. I've seen this movie now twice in theaters and once at your house. This is my fourth viewing. How about you? I've seen it the exact number of times. Okay. So, this will Great. be exciting. DC logo popped up on screen. <laughs> Very nice. Ooh. Ave Maria. Ave Maria. Oh, the Batman. There's the Batman There title, it is, the Batman. So, do we think that the Batman, or not the Batman, but like the big-ass title treatment, <laughs> is that going to be DC's new, like, Elseworlds thing? Because Joker did the same thing, and James Gunn oh, yeah, recently, I guess you're right. he talked about how, like, the Batman and Joker are, like, the two current franchises that exist in DC Elseworlds. In his very recent... Uh what do you call it like press release of the future of the dceu exactly yeah would be Um, interesting but yeah the the only thing i have to say about that is these are the only two that we know so far that are the elseworld stuff so i don't know what else would be as of right now but it's interesting to think about if they make anything else hey look at that it's robin oh yeah totally gonna be robin totally he's He's wearing wearing red. red he's got that arkham city uh weapon whatever I know he uses that in, Arkham, in one yeah. of the Arkham games, I'm sure, in the comics as well. Or does he? You would know he better. He definitely does. He definitely does. At least one of the Robins does. There's been so many. But yeah, this is a nice little throwback to Batman 89, as we've talked about. With uh, Oh, yeah. You think maybe this is the Waynes, but it's not actually the Waynes. Batman already exists. Which the is one fun. cool thing in Batman 89 oh, yeah. that I took away. Fantastic opening. Also, this is now the third Batman movie in a row to open with a cold open of the villain. Dark Knight oh, with Joker, yeah. and then Rises with Bane, and now the Batman with Riddler. True. And those are the only ones? Uh, Doesn't yeah. Batman and Robin open with Mr. Freeze? 
Yeah, but it starts in the Batcave and then they go stop Mr. Oh, Freeze. True, it's true. not like a, a... But also, I mean, Batman and Robin, is that really even a Batman <laughs> No. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh this, this intro is so good. Skylight's open. Lovely. That's how the Riddler's going to get in. I love the Gotham City. I know we mentioned this in the podcast, but... Uh, I mean, there are some, there are a lot of things we're going to be revisiting from what we said in the podcast. Definitely. But the Arkham or not Arkham, Gotham City in this movie is absolutely spectacular. Yeah, it's perfect. I mean, I remember in the theater, even just from like this first scene, I was like, okay, like we're good. They nailed it. Just the lighting, the tone, the like set design. It's just perfect. It's so Gotham City. Even just the fact that this like mayor candidate is like wearing a suit when he's just at home. Like it's just very like. Not not even a suit, like a vest and a baggy button shirt. Yeah. That is so old-timey. feels so specific. Yeah, it's just a nice touch. Actually, this Gotham reminds me a lot of... I never played Bioshock, but Ooh. the city in Bioshock, the sunken city... Yeah. It's very much... Like, this movie isn't sunken, although ironically there is a flooding part later in the plot. But uh, it does remind me a lot of just that, like aesthetic i can't describe it but that even that city was very like turn of the century victorian aka 1920s art deco right which this is very much yeah definitely you know i've never played bioshock which might piss our friend miguel off because i know he loves bioshock oh, he, he has yeah and he uh has always tried to get me to play it but yeah never got around to it i should say i started it and i just never got into it mm. but Damn politics, you know. <laughs> the screech that's about to happen is fucking hilarious, as like most Riddler things in this movie, because <laughs> it's just so pathetic. Like, this is pretty fucked up, though. So, where would you rank this? I, I can't remember if I asked you this already, but where would you rank this villain opening among the other two that we've mentioned Ooh, among the villain openings for rec for the record like the joker heist and uh the bane plane breakout i think this is pretty close under the joker heist um joker- i was gonna say i pretty much know like both of us would say joker heist is number one yeah it's really where would you rank it in terms of the bane one in this one? definitely i mean the joker heist is so good like it's just that, a perfect mini movie it might be the best <laughs> sequence in that entire movie to be honest with you and that's a pretty great movie but, um, yeah, I think just comparing this to Bane, like, the Bane intro in Rises, we've talked about this, but Rises as a whole is just so, like, very much Christopher Nolan doing an action war movie, less focused on sort of doing a Batman thing, per se. Um, and this just feels so, like, Batman-esque in such the right ways that the Bane one doesn't. Even though the Bane one, I mean, is great. Like, undeniably. Oh, my God, here we go. <laughs> This is actually when I knew this movie was going to be perfect, is when we just yeah. started getting some narration, some journaling narration from Batman. Man, the score is so good in this movie. Not nominated for best score at the Oscars. This wasn't nominated for anything, was yeah. it? Yeah. Nothing good. It's shameful. Just makeup, I think, for Penguin, but... Oh, okay. Like, it's not going to win, though, because God forbid... <laughs> What would win against that? I'm trying to think. I don't know, probably fucking 2022. Something stupid. Yeah, Drifter Bruce. <laughs> Matches Malone. Matches Malone. <laughs> That's one of the things you got right. Well, yeah. You got right. Oh yeah, that was a good call. 
Mappy, I got it right. Robert Pattinson is a great Batman voice, by the way. Yeah, I mean, it's the perfect... It's not like the Christian Bale way over the top. Yeah. It's even better than... Like, Christian Bale's was in his prime and begins. Everyone Definitely. pretty much agrees. And this is even better than that. Yeah, no, I think it's just... It is perfect. It's like the closest... It reminds me a lot of, like, Kevin Conroy in specifically, like, season one of the animated series. Because as the show went on, his Batman voice got a bit more... Um, like traditional badassy, but in season one it was very like whisper like, and I feel like that's a lot of what Pattinson's doing here, which is cool. Yeah, it's because like it's not supposed to be uh, someone mimicking like a low voice; it's just supposed to be someone talking low. Yeah, exactly. And they have a naturally low voice. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great performance. Oh, here are the Joker thugs that aren't Joker thugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, we were so wrong. We were so wrong. <laughs> Uh, I know it's been pointed out to death, but hey, the one guy only has half his face painted because he's not quite a member he's of the on game the fence. yet. Could go both <laughs> ways. Nice little visual storytelling. I actually never thought about that. I it just I never did either, but it was just pointed out so many times. I love this. The I, first time we actually see Bruce. Yeah, and I like how they time it with like. I was gonna say beat drop. It's not a beat drop, but like with the like the actual theme. This is a great music in. video. Yeah, but I love that he's just bathed in red. Like it's just uh, such good color direction. Yeah, it's and then we're gonna see a bunch of that. But the the red color palette of this movie in general, red and yellow. Yeah. Like this this really grimy, like washed out. Just everywhere you look, so great. I also like that this guy. I think this guy's mask. Yeah, it drops. Which is like a fake thing made up for this movie. So nice little yeah. consistency in the fake like like props. It wasn't even something I caught until like repeated viewings. The first time I was like, yeah, whatever. He's just wearing a mask. But yeah, then after I was like, oh, that's a specific drop mask. That's yeah. cool. Like, And the first time we saw it when we were in the theater watching it for the first time, I didn't really key into the fact that like drops is like a made up drug. Yeah. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Um, so that was neat as well. Yeah, we've never done a drug bracket, so we can't really speak to <laughs> No. <it. laughs> oh, here we go. This is, like, the best line. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is so sick. Love it. This is, yeah, like, this is maybe my favorite, I mean, one of my favorite concepts we see in this entire movie is this whole montage of, like, anywhere you see a shadowy, like, crevice batman could be in any one of those and then we see three of them the two of them he isn't but they're just scared anyway and the last one is finally where we do see him for the first time yeah into that fight scene it's fantastic i think it speaks to like the idea of how batman could work practically which i i'm as you talked about like less interested in practicality and stuff but just the idea that less practicality more theatricality more theatricality but you know like how could one man going around, like, actually stop that much crime? And it's like, well, because part of it is, like, this intimidation factor and this fear factor. He doesn't actually have to yeah. necessarily be there. And it's probably, it probably even gets people thinking, is he just one guy? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's not just one man. He's not just one man. That's Zorro. <laughs> same uh, thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally the same character, so... Nice. Oh, yeah. Sound design of the footsteps. Every great. time I watch this now, I think of when you mentioned in the podcast how you and Angelo said like he's like the Terminator in yeah. this scene yeah it's fucking sick or in this movie 
it's just it's also just such a cool way to do like the intimidation thing without leaning into traditional like traditionally yeah, you could have just swooped in yes. like any other batman thing and when you're doing something in the comics let's say like obviously you're going to go for a more visual uh, exploration of that but the fact that we're in a movie you can actually take advantage of something like sound design and have him be intimidating in a different way which is yeah good and this suit looks so good in live action yeah there's like a few shots where the body looks silly to me one of them's in the scene i'll point it out after but for the most part like it's just a fantastic suit and then back to the entrance thing yeah this is great this is in the trailer here we go seen this a million times because of because of editing that video um (laughs) yeah still great um but i was gonna say back to the entrance thing like Comparing it to when we were talking about in the Dark Knight <laughs> in the penthouse with mm. Joker and he's just there. Yeah. Like, I guess it's a Batman thing to just be there when one second ago you weren't, but the way it's shot isn't supposed to be like that. It's no. just like you hear him off screen and then there's Batman. Yeah, it's so, a terrible, <laughs> that is a, a terrible decision. But. This actually taking advantage of like the leaning into the anticipation of him entering the room. Yeah. It so. gives him so much more power. Nice. Little taser. I will say. One nitpick I have is mm-hmm. that, like, right off the bat, we get a scene where he just takes bullets like it's no problem. I do kind of wish that there was a little mm-hmm. bit more vulner- vulnerability there. Yeah. We talked about it, like, that's sort of the drawback of armor, right? Whatever practicality you get out of armor, it makes him a bit of a tank. Yeah. Because you're not just going to, in this day and age, you don't just have superheroes in, like, fabric yeah. and, you know, just, like, the Batman 66 outfit. Obviously, yeah. I get that. To give one and the only piece of credit to uh, Zack Snyder's Batman <laughs> is I, I do appreciate... Uh, oh, this is the scene from Daredevil. Good times. Oh. Don't hurt me. I'm not the bad guy. Um, oh my god, so good. But yeah, like, you know, I one thing I respected a lot about that Batman's costume was that it was fabric-esque, but definitely some type of, like, high-intensity Kevlar, like... It, it pulled together nicely. I still like this suit more for the silhouette, and there's a shot here of him from behind that is fantastic. It's coming up in a second where it's just the cape and his ears and like. But I, I, uh, yeah. If you were gonna go back to like something that's not quite body armor, I think that's the way to do it. Like something a bit thicker, but still leaves him a bit more vulnerable. Here's this guy, this officer that comes back twenty times. And again, I love this, how we so smoothly jump from that whole intro montage fight scene right into the first crime scene. Like, we're just yeah. jumping headfirst into the story. It's great. Because this stuff is, like, the the crime scene stuff is my favorite aspect of this movie mm-hmm. in terms of, like, crime scene, fighting, you know, all, any, all those, like, yeah. Well, that's the, stuff, that's the stuff that was unique to this, like, compared to other Batman stuff. That they, I think they really, really nailed the... F- and a lot of it feels in the best way, like, like Sherlock Holmes content. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like the scene right here where he's just one step ahead of everyone the whole time. It's so great. Something we never but get to But without doing the thing of, like, overanalyzing... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> he must be a drunk because... Because your phone <laughs> charger has scratches on it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love Sherlock, but that's, yeah. you know, there's... Some of those things are just so ridiculous. <laughs> Also, our first scene with uh, Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner yep. Gordon, who I think we both agree is pretty great, obviously. Yeah. Not given as much to do as Gary Oldman yet, but... Yeah, I think we, we both agreed that his 
arc was inferior, but his performance was very spectacular. Yeah, and the way they worked together was very nice. It was yeah. very comic book. Good chemistry well. there. I I can't wait to see him do more in the sequel, officially titled The Batman Part Two. Yeah, just like The Last of Us. Yeah. Ooh, speaking of The Last of Us, what a great show that <laughs> yeah. is. This Watch is our it. official review of The Last of Us. It's That's fantastic. it. That's all we're going to say right now. What did you think of episode four, by the way? We didn't really talk about it other than... About what? Episode four of The Last of Us in the chat. Oh, yeah. Pretty much what you said of, like, yeah. it's to get from A to B, it's much shorter and less happens, but it was exactly what it needed to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty solid. There's a lot of humor in this scene. Like, people talk about this movie not being funny, but, like, him right now, like, looking at the bloodstain, walking away, and then they take a picture of it, like... Because he was like looking at it? Yeah, because he was looking at it, and or, like, even when the one I've officer never even into him. It's so funny, look, and then she comes over right now, and she's like... Oh, you're right. <laughs> but it's not, again, like, we, we said it, it's not, like, Marvel humor, you know what I mean? Like, there's no, no, like, jokes, but there's just, like, funny situations based on... There's no, like, hey, this is a stupid situation, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And then, of course, we have our Court of Owls, oh blatant Court of Owls reference right here. It's gotta happen. It's gonna happen, definitely. Like, that was in the trailer, that card, right? That's... Not only is it in the trailer, but the first piece of dialogue we heard from this movie in the first trailer was the card. It's Gordon saying, yeah. from your secret friend who having a clue. Like, <laughs> come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Number one of two cops in this movie with funny voices. One of two Joe Pesci's. Good old Pete Mitchell. I think this is the only scene with him alive, isn't it? Because yeah. he dies pretty quickly. And he dies off screen, too. I wonder if that was a deleted scene, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you know if they're still tossing around the idea of a director's cut for this? I haven't heard anything recently. Maybe, like, maybe in promotion for part two eventually they might do mm. something like that, but I haven't heard anything. But I want to see that deleted Bruce scene that we know is in there. Um because it was confirmed that there was a deleted Bruce scene the, the morning after the scene we're in right now when he's wearing the sunglasses and he's in the black top. That scene was, like, really extended. And that's where I theorized maybe we meet, like, the Riddler when he's not the Riddler, but he's just an accountant. Oh, that. But, um, I mean, whether or not we meet him, I just want to see that scene because, I, you know, nice to see Bruce Wayne do Bruce things. <laughs> there's, our, uh, there's our F-bomb. That really caught me off guard the first time because I was <laughs> like, was that necessary? <laughs> an f-bomb in this batman movie but it was nice to have uh batman not be the one to say the f-bomb yeah that's like the Zack snyder one and make no mistake i will fucking kill you so fucking stupid you know that quintessential batman wanting joker. to kill the joker yeah. yeah i think this is fantastic this the like kid footprint yeah this whole thing blew me away because not only does this little kid come back plot wise throughout the movie like, there's the intro, there's him saving him at the, uh, like, wedding, not wedding, fucking funeral. I don't know why I yeah. said wedding. Same thing. But, yeah, same thing. But I just, just love, kidding. like, this is this movie's origin of Batman. You know what I mean? Where Gordon says, like, could you imagine, like, losing yeah. your parents? Yeah, well, it's like you said, it's the Batman 89 thing. Yeah, it's of... just, he sees it in this kid. And that's showing all. it through someone else without having to show the, the Waynes dying. All we need. It's so great. And we get Nirvana. What a great song. I love this song. Oh, there's another scene with this yeah, guy. Here we go. I, I also like 
another thing that I didn't realize when we were in the theater watching this that you pointed out during the podcast yeah. that's so cool is we only get this music when he's doing like like narration or self-reflection and later we're going to see him actually turn it down. Yeah. So it becomes diegetic music in the Batcave. It's what he listens to. Because of course mm. this guy would listen to Nirvana when he's journaling. Yeah, look at him. <laughs> look at this fuck. I don't know. Yeah, it's so great. I... Melancholy song continues. <laughs> yeah, we have the subtitles. Oh, I love this shot of Gotham, by the way, with like the cobblestone street. Oh, it's so good. This is so so Gotham. But yeah, I one little note because mm-hmm. we just got that scene of like the Times Square of Gotham, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was a little bit worried before this movie came out because there was very blatant uh, merch tie-in at Little Caesars. Oh my god, yes. So I was thinking, oh god, is there going to be like a little, (laughs) a blatant on screen Little Caesars thing? And luckily in that shot, you just get far in the distance, one of the the Jumbotron billboards is a Little Caesars ad that you can barely even make out. So it's like, that's all it was. (laughs) I did find that Little Caesars promotion very aggressive and weird. (laughs) No, on their end. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what is happening with Little Caesars right now? Got me worried a little bit. Yeah. This is awesome, too, how he goes to the subway station underneath Wayne Tower. It's so cool. That's How do you feel about, um, in this movie, like, we talk so much about this being quintessential Batman, which I think we both, for the most part, agreed it, mm. like, nails a lot of, but in this one, like, we don't get an actual cave, we don't get Wayne Manor, it's like he's in the penthouse of the Wayne Tower building. Yeah, I, I, um... I thought it was all interesting choices. I, I don't really know why, in specific, Matt Reeves decided to go that way, other than I know the whole like subway station, like underneath the tower serving as a bat cave, is pulled from, I think, Scott Snyder's run on Batman. That's something that's happened before, but it was in that it was presented as more like, like it was supposed to be out of the normal. So I don't know if maybe we'll see. Um, progression progression potentially maybe this is just a prototype thing because it gives it gives him access to the whole city that's a possibility but yeah i mean i I think because it's so well designed i'm fine with it like if it was just like gross and ugly but look at it i mean it it still looks like the bat cave like it still pulls it off yeah. yeah like in the way i want it to look and feel so i'm fine with it i'll live with it i would like it i would like us to get to more of those like visual comic trademarks like i i eventually would like to see a back cave back cave and i eventually would like to see maybe a, something assembling a little bit more of a comic book costume in some ways but oh i think we'll get there yeah i think i i, I have faith and i'm excited to see what happens um but i also think it's cool i don't know if it's confirmed confirmed i can't remember but at least heavily implied that the manner that they go to at one point in this story that is now like a decrepit manner is the old Wayne Manor, which was donated for homeless children and stuff yeah. like that. So, I think that's cool, and I wonder if maybe, eventually, Bruce will reclaim that and fix it up as a part of the story, brick by brick. Because <laughs> it's not being—it's not even being used. Yeah, brick by brick. It's not even being used as an orphanage anymore. It's just for like crackheads and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, so maybe, he could reclaim it and maybe even live there eventually. And I think that's also a nice metaphor for like where Bruce the story of Bruce because right now this is very much a story about Bruce like rejecting Bruce like not wanting to be the character of Bruce Wayne or not wanting to go in public because he's only Batman yeah and so maybe the idea that like in the next movie if he starts to come into his own as Bruce Wayne a little bit more that's when he fixes up the manor and decides to live there and like 
I think that's a, an interesting way to take the character because as much as I love this version of the character, I mean, he looks so great here. Like, so, so perfectly, like, He hasn't even taken the eyeshadow off. I know, I love it. It's so great. Um, but yeah, I, w- I would like to see him develop that Bruce Wayne persona a little bit more as the movies go on, but at the end of the day. And, like, they're talking about right now, like, making business appearances, yeah. going to the Wayne Enterprises, like, building and stuff, like we see in the Nolan movies. Yeah, exactly. What I'm doing is my family's legacy. Classic. Classic depressed Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Now I like that, how the having an effect comes back. Yeah. Tying into the whole theme of the movie. If there's one thing I don't like, it's that line of dialogue, you're not my father, to Alfred. No. <laughs> it's just so... In a movie that I think is so good, it's the I most, like... I that, too. On the nose, like... <laughs> cringy superhero but it's also like it's so emo that i love it like this is clearly what he's he's so unapologetically like a piece of shit right now yeah no definitely i i think he literally even storms out of the room after it's (laughs) hilarious this is great we didn't talk about this either like the whole like detective vision that isn't detective vision it's cool using the lenses it's someone else on another podcast i listened to described this technology perfectly where it's futuristic enough that it's like a cool gadget but at the same time it feels like something that probably could exist like it's not so out there well we saw that even in like back to 2011 in mission impossible ghost protocol yeah. it was an identical version of technology that they use in that movie so yeah like, it's the perfect the perfect kind of technology oh my god look at this it's great it's so victorian great. it's so i mean this is fantastic this is just beautiful or gothic i mean I want to spend more time here. I wish we got a full scene here, just because it's so nice to look at. Like, the vibes of it are perfect. I like how Bruce just threw on an oversized black t-shirt and sweatpants. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember, like, looking at how he dressed in the trailers when he wasn't Batman? We were like, oh, this is like a 90s movie. Or uh, it takes place in, like, the 90s or something. This can't be present day, because look at him. Look at him. But he's just so out of date. Which is it makes perfect sense. Makes These perfect sunglasses, sense. especially, are what led me to believe. Like no one wears those sunglasses yeah, anymore. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And I think that, remember, like there was also a lot of a oh, little uh, Anne Harriet character that's not actually <laughs> Anne Harriet. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of there was at the time like press being like maybe this movie takes place in the '90s, and I don't know if that was leaks about some of the production choices or if it was like maybe the heavy influence of Nirvana that some like scoopers were like it takes place in the 90s but like it clearly doesn't and then there was the whole thing too of like people trying to tie this in with the Joker movie when we didn't know if it was going to be in the same universe so if this was in the 90s it would have lined up pretty well yeah seems like a lot of people wishing for something and pulling at straws but I think it could make sense in a cool way like we always talk about the idea of like Batman just being like a child stunted in his growth you know what i mean but just like with infinite resources but the idea that like a bruce wayne at this age his parents probably died sometime in the 90s so like he just wears adult version of things he wore as a child in the 90s that's where like culture for him stopped exactly that's his music references like he's just stunted at that point in time which i think is a cool at least on a cultural level is cool like, it would be dumb if, like, he didn't know about technology or, like, politics after the 90s. But the idea yeah. that, like, in his personal, like, cultural life, that's sort of the only things that he knows. And he it's has- like, 
it's like in Fallout how the the nukes hit in like the fifties or whatever, so culture stopped there, but technology kept advancing. Yes, exactly, exactly. Thumb drive. This is another little like kind of funny moment, but it's yeah. also dark. It's great. It's the exact humor you want in a Batman thing. Yeah. Nice little levity that still is organic to the situation. Yeah. <laughs> so good. There's another, there's a shot here where he just holds up the thumb that's really funny. <laughs> He's like a kid, just like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand. I mean, not to say that, like, people can read movies wherever they want and have whatever criticisms they want, of course. But some of the criticisms I was seeing of this were so strangely off. Like, for example, I think this is not a bleak Batman movie at all. Like, it was so weird to me that people are talking about this as being, like, so dour and, like, doubling down on the darkness. When I think this is way more in line with modern sensibilities. Like, it's it's closer, It's in a weird way, it's closer to me to an MCU film than a Nolan Batman movie is which isn't to say that like they're similar but it's to say that the way it handles the character feels true to the character and true to the humor um whereas Nolan felt very much like Nolan imposing his style on Batman but yeah I was just shocked by the people being like this movie isn't funny this movie's depressing the plot in this movie doesn't add up I was like did we watch the same movie I (laughs) this movie's not depressing the the Zack Snyder ones are bleak and depressing yeah that is the definition there's like yeah, I don't know. I, I I think people went into this movie, a lot of people, maybe not wanting to like it. Maybe because it's another Batman reboot, maybe because of Pattinson. I don't know. I, I really don't know, but yeah. And like a, another, by the way, Iceberg Lounge, there's another thing. Hell yeah, out. we got that. Um, another criticism that came out like when this came out was criticizing the literal darkness of the cinematography. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't get that. Like, I know there are many frames where there's a lot of black on screen but part of carving out the light of an image is like you need dark and light to like contrast and form mm-hmm. lines and and sculpt the image in front of you so i think they do that very purposefully and the dark isn't there just to be like oh dark brooding batman like it's very meticulous in whoever lit this movie creating you know like like I said, sculpting the image out of this live action. Oh set. yeah! Yeah. Oh yeah! Absolutely. Look at the, look at the scene. This scene's it's gorgeous. Look at look the at coloring that. in the scene. Like, come look on! Look at the contrast of Batman being dark against this white background, and it's fantastic. I I don't. Yeah, I, I just think so many uh, unfounded criticisms of people just wanting to see what they want to see. Which, and and in all honesty, yeah, you know, did we need another Batman reboot? And do we need the other Batman <laughs> reboot? That's was just announced well no. this batman reboot's happening no like do we need this much batman content no but at the same time like do we need to have any like classic fiction characters be constantly rebooted and retold like i just feel like batman's almost 100 years old at that point as a character hell little yeah grapple quick. gun oh i love that the little assassin's creed shootout grapple gun yeah. and here we go penguin Colin Farrell, fantastic but yeah, like, Batman's so old as a character now. Like, I think we've just reached a point where telling a new Batman story is equivalent to putting on a production of, like, a famous play. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we get it. It's Batman, but also... It's like Les Mis. It's like, it's like, it's more about seeing how these artists want to tell the story. 
even if the, the story's the same. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Like, this is... Many call this, like, including myself, the best live-action interpretation of Batman we've gotten. And it is unfortunate that it's come so far down the line that, like, there are people who haven't seen the movie being like, oh, another Batman movie? But it's like, no, this one... This one's great. ...does such a great job. Yeah. Unlike so many other adaptations. Yeah, definitely. And I, I mean, you know, full stop, like, obviously, you and I have been pretty big proponents of the fact that there's too many comic book yeah. movies and content, and a lot of it's very, very bad, and it takes from other creators getting to do cool things. Like, absolutely. But it seems weird to me to levy that criticism at probably the one character that could handle all these adaptations, because there's so much depth to it and so much to do, as opposed to, like why are there 17 MCU projects a year currently coming out? Like, yeah, I don't know. Just put your hate somewhere else. Like, ah, look at this beautiful little rave going on outside. Colin Farrell is hilarious in this movie. Yeah, he's great. (laughs) He's so good. Do you think they, uh... They made that scar there to, like, be... Kind of make it look beak-like, his face. Ooh, you know, I never thought of that, but it does kind of have that effect. Yeah, that's a really good point. I've always wondered. It's just kind of a random... Yeah, a little addition. ...makeup thing. Yeah, I I mean... The makeup design and costuming on Colin Farrell is just out of this world. I was just watching him in the Banshees of Inishir and he's unrecognizable. Yeah, I, I, I mean, even the voice, like he does, he he has his Irish accent as his natural accent. Mm -hmm. He does a great job with this. He's a great actor. I mean, I hope he gets to do more good stuff because for a while there in the early two thousands, he was in junk after junk. But then he got sucked into the. Crime or the uh, Fantastic Beasts movie. Oh yeah, he was in that. They should have just kept him instead of fucking recasting with Johnny Depp. He should have just been Grindelwald. Yeah, he was Why did great. They need that twist that he was someone else physically. Yeah, that was so weird. I mean, I mean, I guess Grindelwald is like infamous, and they would have recognized him. Yeah, but it should have been the other way, where yeah, like, he yeah, turned yeah, yeah. into Colin Farrell. Yeah, Colin Farrell's way better. Oh, I love how grimy this goddamn city is. It just takes me back to playing the Arkham games. I know, and it's raining all the time. I love the rain, too. Like, it adds such nice textures to, especially Batman's suit. Like, when it's in the rain, it just, I don't know. It's it becomes shiny. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous. I love in this shot, you can see the motorcycle come up behind. Oh, yeah. It's cool. Nice little, uh, nice little choice. This movie's so fucking good. Goddamn. Like, one Oscar nomination. This movie's... It's well, ridiculous. It just came out too early in the year, I think. It came out in March. We're almost out of year since this movie came out. Yep. We're recording this in February... What's the date today? February 7th. Yeah. I, it shouldn't be out in too long. It's yeah. just not much editing. But, uh, yeah, it, it, we're, we're watching this shortly before you're probably listening to this, and it's almost uh, year anniversary. Do you think on the year anniversary we'll get Director's some, Cut? Well, Director's <laughs> Cut first. That's, that's the pipe dream. But, um... Maybe some announcements from Matt Reeves about, like, casting oh. for the next movie, like a villain, maybe. Oh, I hope. That would be cool. I feel like a lot of times they do that for sequels, like, on the anniversary, they'll be like, here's a piece. I mean, sometimes they do trailers as well, but there's no way. They're not even in pre-production. I, don't, yeah, I think I they're know. literally still writing the script, so. This is a great callback as well. Yeah. Because Riddler was doing the same thing in the first scene. They're both creepers. 
again tying into that who am I inspiring I'm not inspiring the right people mm-hmm. love it yeah very nice again visual storytelling gotta love some good visual storytelling one of the things first of all uh, we've been introduced now Selena Kyle she's here Catwoman yep. herself and she is she does a great job uh, Zoe Kravitz oh my god she's incredible she's fantastic um, yeah just like the best but I think Carol may have brought this up on the review something interesting is that they very much did a lot of like her relationship with her roommate here is very much like a queer baby kind of relationship where they never outright say that they're like together together oh. but they just sort of like imply they're together maybe without really getting specific because then maybe it would ruin the movie's chances of doing well in certain demographics which like reasonable criticism I think I, you see a lot of that stuff in movies in this era I feel like where people just want to not be specific about things because um, they can make more money if they don't be specific that about is things, true which is kind of unfortunate but at the same time it also a little bit harkens back to, in year one, the comic, that Catwoman was sort of, like, taking care of these, like, younger prostitutes that she worked with and stuff. She was sort of, like, a mentor to them. So, um, I don't know, like, it could be harkening back to that as well. But I think having the lady be cast to be more contemporary in age to Catwoman leads to a little bit of that sort of queer babiness that can be kind of frustrating in film. Yeah, but it's tough because I also appreciate how they decided to pay homage to the interpretations of Catman that are, like, bisexual. Yes. So, Definitely. that was, you know, that was also a nice decision. It's just too bad they didn't go farther with it. You know? Yeah, just just a little bit more specificity, and I feel like it would have been totally fine. Yeah. And then another thing about that scene that just finished, of her in the apartment, I love the sound design of that because it's like, like you only hear apartment ambience when he's watching it yeah. until she jumps out the window and there's a little music sting and it turns into the street ambience and it's just very satisfying. Yeah. This movie is a technical marvel. Like, if you, if you don't like this version of Batman, if you like a way more campy Batman, I can get on board with that. I can respect that. But you can't tell me that this movie isn't just like well made from start to finish. Yeah. It's excellent. I don't even think... So you were saying the only, it only got the one Oscar nom, not even for sound design? Uh, I don't think it got it for sound design. It, it that's, might, that's a eh. shame. I know it definitely didn't get it for score, but sound design itself, maybe. I, I'd have to double check. doesn't matter. It's not going to fucking win anyway. <laughs> if we got that few, there's no way anybody gives a shit about it in the Academy. This is a great fight scene between them. I love this. This little pull-away and him, like, holding her back while he reads the passport. This is so, like, video gamey, Arkham gamey, comic booky. Like, <laughs> that relationship of them, of him just being like, hey, fuck off. Like, I'm trying to do a thing. Like, so good. You know what I just realized? This, visually, him, like, holding her quiet while the guard comes in, looks very similar to when he stops her from shooting Falcone. At the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. The way he, like, grabs her and holds her from shooting the gun. Just an interesting, like, yeah, touch right. that he saves her in this moment and that he saves her in that moment after as well. This is Martinez again. Oh, no, we don't get, we don't see him. It probably is. Probably. <laughs> I just assume every cop in Gotham is Martinez. He's the only one that works. He's one of the ten good cops that we see at the end. <laughs> yeah, which is a very funny scene. 
Yeah, I love the design of her mask. It's cool. It's like perfectly a cat reference, but it's also just like not in your face. Yeah. It works really well. I think they've done a good job in the last few interpretations. Because even Anne Hathaway's... She has oh, like yeah, the that goggles cool. that flip up into cat ears, which I th- I thought was fun. Like that's yeah. a nice little fun touch. But that was very Nolan of like oh, functionality. Th- yeah, that's very Nolan. This is yeah. just like a ski mask with like vague little points on the sides. Yeah. Ah oh, damn. Annika's gone. Just realized she says Ani like Shmi and Oh Phantom my Menace. god. Annie? Little Annie? <laughs> Fucking Oh, is this where we find out that Mitchell was killed? <laughs> we just see the news report? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, or actually, it's not a. It's not that he was killed. He's like, I guess he was killed, but we get the video of him before Ooh, he's killed. That's right. In the the rats eating his hands. Yeah. Pete Savage. Oh, sorry, not Mitchell. Yeah, it's Pete Savage. Mitchell's the somebody. Oh, else. the DA. Yeah, Mitchell's the DA. Who also has one of my funniest uh, moments in the movie. I think I know what you're talking about. We'll, we'll, <laughs> okay. we'll see. What do you think about the Riddler's design? Design? Yeah, his costuming. It's definitely not quintessential Riddler, yeah. but um, I think I think I mentioned this on the episode. I like how this is very much just like Zodiac, but then at the end, when he's arrested, he's a lot more like Edward Nygma-like in the comics where he's just got like a goofy haircut yeah and those glasses without the mask no voice modulator he's just weird yeah, yeah, yeah i yeah. like that a lot me too i and we kind of get the best of both worlds in this movie yeah i think if it was just a bit more of like a generic scary looking person i would have more of a problem with it but the pa- fact that they're very clearly paying homage to the zodiac killer makes it work for me like and then it's even funnier when we get that live stream where he yeah. doesn't have the voice modulator and he's still in the costume trying to be intimidating but he's just he's like just, hey sounds so dumb yeah i love it <sighs> good old riddler do you think he's coming back you think him and the joker are actually gonna team up i think i i don't know how they responded to our response to the joker hmm but even if the Joker doesn't come back, I think he probably will yeah. come back. He might be like the Scarecrow in the Nolan movies. That would be cool. He's just kind of there every once in a while. I would love some type of... Let's say let's say we get a Court of Owls plot and Batman's trying to figure stuff out. I would love him to have to like reluctantly team up with the Riddler to like solve a, a problem. You know, like they're both geniuses. Yeah, like Hannibal Lecter esque. Like, listen, <laughs> I gotta fucking use you to solve this problem. Like, what do you think about this? Because we there was famously uh, after the movie came out, they released a deleted scene between Batman and the Joker where that yeah. sort of happened. But that scene made no sense, and I'm glad it was deleted because the Joker in this has not been established to be anything other than just a fucking weirdo. But I like this line. Got a lot of cats. Nice. Good job, Slater. I like she's just drinking milk, yeah. too. Because she's Catwoman. She's get it, guys. That was a great... Again, great Batman humor. Just him being like, you got a lot of cats. Like, just... Yeah. So dead. World's man. greatest detective. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I, I love the inclusion of that line in this movie. When Oh, yeah. When do they say that again? When uh, 
Penguin is like scolding mm, Batman yeah. and Gordon. He's like, "Oh, look at you two, world's greatest detectives." That that was that whole great. like, oh, what are you showing me?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on. <laughs> oh, that's so good. You imagine being injected with arsenic? That's fucked. Is that like what would that do? Is it just poison? Yeah, I guess it's just poison. It'd be a painful way to die. Good job, Batman. It's a maze. I know we talked about is this a reference to uh uh, the maze in the animated series. Oh my god. Riddler's maze. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, that's a great episode, but gotta watch some more animated series. It's been a while since Yeah. Like he has a little black light. It's cool. Maroni yeah, so we don't see the Maronis in this, right? We just hear about them? Yeah. That's right. Remember when we thought Falcone was going to be, like, like the early capture and, like, is just a reference? Yeah. <laughs> and he turns out to be one of the main antagonists. Yeah. Yeah. That was incorrect. But, oh, look at that. Another card. I like how it looks like a child wrote to the Batman on all the cards. Like, the penmanship is just so bad. Do you think he did it on purpose? He's like, that looks too good. I don't know. Also, where did he get these cards? Is he making these cards? No, I don't think so. But they're so, like, weird. Like, I've never seen... Like, I mean, I've seen, like, joke cards, obviously. But some of these are just, like, stupid as fuck. I'd like him to close it on the other side and we see like a Hallmark yeah. logo on the back. Sponsored by Hallmark. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but I uh, I do like that it turns out that Falcone was a rat the entire time. That's yeah. a nice little twist on the classic mob story. That he only got to where he was by being a rat. Which, as someone who just recently watched Goodfellas again. Oh, you did? Did my yearly rewatch with Clem like a week ago. Um, yeah, being a rat's the worst thing you can do in mob world. <laughs> Never round your friends and always. He's a top guy. Yeah. That's a good scene too. Every scene of this is a good scene. (laughs) Well. Well. Except for the Actually there is objectively one not good scene (laughs) in this. I guess another not uh, criticism, but the Batman the Batman Catwoman relationship on a sexual level develops pretty quickly like they've had one scene together before this and now in this scene it's immediately like they're staring into each other's eyes and well this i found funny because he's like he's actually checking on the things he is but then i think like the insert shots of her make it seem like more she's like whoa like this attractive guy (laughs) and then like right there she's like oh you're only doing that for like i totally buy it from batman's perspective yeah but like her sighing there and being like oh like 
I mean, he is Robert Pattinson. I, I guess. I guess when you're Robert Pattinson, even if you're in a bat costume and you're a he fucking looks, weirdo. He looks better in the bat costume yeah. than outside of the bat costume in this movie. Yeah, he looks so good. This is also a very distinctive walk Catwoman does, and it was parodied a lot on TikTok after this movie came out. Seriously? It's just very, like, rhythmic and, like, bumpy. Like, yeah. I don't know. People really picked up on it for some reason. Nice. Detective vision again. Gotta love it. Doesn't it suck that we got two Arkham-esque games coming out this year and one of them's Both confirmed garbage. The other one we don't know, but it's games as a service, so it's probably bad. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to play that one. It had multiplayer, too. Yeah, and also it's Kevin Conroy's last Batman performance. Yeah. I bet he didn't know it was games as a service, though. Which I wonder, like, he's probably going to die in that game. If the, if the Justice League are the boss fights, and it's called Kill the Justice League. True, unless it's like a... Well, yeah, no, he's definitely going to die. I was going to say, unless they, like, this story, then you end up taking over as Batman at, at like, the end, like, for the last oh, part no of way. it. But there's no way. There's no way they're going to do that. Although, yeah, I mean, it's going to be in kind of, well, not poor taste, I guess, but it'll be sad to see... Well, I think it would have been in better taste if the game was good and not games as a service. Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is where we first meet uh, Don Mitchell. Oh my and god. And Falcone, later. Hell yeah. I can't wait to see my favorite scene. The moment that we're probably both thinking about. <laughs> the most hilarious acting choice I've ever seen. <laughs> I think we may have talked about this, but like... It was interesting that they just made up a drug for everyone to be addicted to. Yeah, we were talking about that when we see the guy with the mask. Yeah, like, I, I don't Instead know. of just picking in any arbitrary drug. It also makes me wonder if maybe in the future they're going to try to, like, not retcon, but then use this false drug as a setup for, like... Venom? Not even Venom, but just anything. Maybe even, like, Scarecrow Fear Toxin. Maybe he uses this as oh, a base yeah. to create the Fear Toxin or something, but... Yeah, they might be planting the seeds for that. Yeah. Scarecrow in this world will be sick to see. It's the DA. <laughs> Wait, is that what the moment you were talking about? Oh, no, it's not that. Okay. It's coming up, though. God, he's such a freak. I hate him. <laughs> he's so pathetic. Batman's getting jealous. No, remember he doesn't care about it yet. Yeah, oh yeah, he doesn't care yet. Maybe this is when he starts to care. Hey. I like how Batman is so shocked that all these, like, yeah, the DA's office is there. Like, bro, you know how corrupt the city is. You're Batman. That's why you're doing what you're doing. I think it's more for the audience. Speaking of the DA, I'm also really anxious to see their... You know they're going to do a Harvey Dent in this oh, universe. Oh, yeah. I thought they were going to introduce him in this movie for sure. Even if it... When he, when he dies? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... Right here. <laughs> it's so funny. He's so sad. He gets the slightest <laughs> bit of attention and he's like... He's he so sorry. crying. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, the hand, <laughs> hand to the face too. 
Ooh, there was a rat. Wow. <laughs> like how Batman's narrating as if, like, we don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> what rushing bro? Way to give up your cover, Catwoman. Jesus, get better at this. There she goes. You ready for this? Here we go. Falcone. What a wonderful addition to yeah, this movie. His his role is so great in this movie. <laughs> Hell yeah, Penguin. I like how they call him Oz. Yeah. Nice. Instead of Oswald Cobblepot. John Turturro is so good at this. And this is a great little, like, creepy moment where, like, she knows that he's her father, but mm -hmm. he doesn't. But then when we find out, it almost tricks you into thinking that maybe he did know because he's being, like, affectionate, but then... Like, which type of affectionate, though? But then it's revealed and, that he didn't know the whole time. And then later we see him at the funeral with her, so it's like, is did he go because their family... Did they go together because of yeah. family or because, like... It's cool. ...other reasons? There she goes. Is 44 Below, um, like, a comics thing? I don't think so. I, I, want, I mean, I'm sure we could dig deep enough and it'd be like, 44 relates to this issue in Batman where, in this run, where this happened and it introduced this character. Oh. Like, I'm, I mean, I would assume they picked it for that, but as far as I know, no, I can't recall 44 Below ever being a thing. Fucking guilt. It's a good thing she didn't take that. <laughs> Riddler just like shifting to the side. <laughs> Out of focus. There she goes. Just never getting Gil Coulson's car. And uh and like not to say anyone deserves to die, but he's a piece of shit. So. Yeah, exactly. Also, I know why I was saying Pete Mitchell now, because his name's Gil Colson, and the other guy's name is Pete Savage. So I was like, where did I get Pete Mitchell? That's Maverick's name in Top Gun. It's Pete Mitchell. Oh, yeah. That's why I got it confused. Classic Maverick. Oh, get fucked. <clears throat> <laughs> I love that he, like, inhales and exhales before every kill. Like, yeah. Like, he's going underwater or something. It's cool, because it's almost like, before you, like, meet the Riddler proper, it feels a little bit like, maybe he's getting off on it in, like, a weird, like, sex criminal kind of way. But then when you meet him proper, it's like, no, he's just, he's just, like, a insecure freak that needs to like build up the confidence to do these things you know what i mean like he even says to batman but the whole reason he needed him is because he doesn't have the brawn and like the strength or whatever so it's like in these moments it's it's tough for him to execute this and yeah he's struggling like he's like i need to 
I need to do the Batman part for these few murders until I get him on my side and I won't have to do this anymore. Exactly. Okay, one thing I want to talk about, because we see the shot of the seawall right there. And yeah. earlier in the movie, literally in the opening of the movie, we hear them talk about the seawall in the mayoral debate. Um, they, it comes up when they're talking on the TV. And so many reviews I heard of this movie from people that I really, really respect were like, what's up with that seawall in the third act? Where did that come from? And I was like, guys, like, it's explicitly said and visually shown in the movie before it ever becomes a plot point in the movie. Like, and even if it wasn't, like, okay, the city has a seawall because it's on water. Like, I don't understand people's... People had a problem with that? Yes, like a big problem. They were like, it came out of nowhere. And I was like, have you... Like, it's an island city it's like new york that was established in the nolan films when all the bridges were destroyed and nobody could get in yeah. or out like everyone Gotham's knows always this. that way yeah i love this shot him yeah. walking from like behind the pillar ah this reminds me of in the breaking bad finale when uh the scene with skyler where oh. walt is like in the room but it's not until it changes perspective that you realize he's there yeah that is is a good call Kills nervous, unsurprisingly. You're a good cop. Oh, you're not corrupt. Okay. I, I think you're a good cop is the Nolan one. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? You're right, it is. Nice. I also love this being the location where the bat signal is. Instead of on the police station? Yeah. Again, I like it, like, the idea that it eventually moves to the police station, but for right now, there's no way Gordon would have the, like, power to get it put there. He's not even commissioner. Like, he's just a fucking detective. So, yeah, it's just in some random-ass spot. Although, I mean, I don't think anything will ever be better than the uh, Nolan explanation for the bat signal. Yeah, I mean, I've said before, that was my favorite part of that movie. <laughs> it is, like... Because, again, it's, like, in every other universe, it's, like, what, did Batman show up one day and just, like, show him his logo and be, like, take a detailed sketch of my logo and make this? But This, it, this is my merch. I need you to stick to brand. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, in the Nolan movies, I, I, just for anyone who doesn't know, but, like, I'm sure you do. But the fact that, like, when he captures Falcone in those movies, um, he, like... It's at the docks. On, at the docks, and he puts him on a spotlight with his jacket all cut up and stuff to, like, represent a bat symbol. And uh, Gordon sees that when he gets there. That's, like, Batman's first night out. Just fucking... And so it inspires uh. Gordon to make one to start calling him himself. Yeah. That movie's so airtight, dude. <laughs> so good. It's definitely the best one of the Nolans. I've officially come around. I'm glad. Yeah, it's, it's just fucking phenomenal. Ooh. Oh, rada lada the classic catchphrase that's going to come back a hundred more times until and isn't grammatically correct that is not correct i also love how nobody alfred didn't know it bruce didn't know it gordon but penguin did penguin did i do like this scene between them i think a lot of their stuff is very like as we said like just more traditional like you're not my dad this storyline doesn't have too much to do but i think this is this is good like this is subtle enough yeah calls him out why do you have the cufflinks are you a Wayne and then you know he had a good relationship with his father it's just it. that's like that's more of what I would have wanted like a bit more subtlety yeah with with how um, like how 
small Alfred's role was in this movie when he gets bombed. Yeah. Like, I thought they were going to kill him off. Me too. In this interpretation. Seemed like it would be a good way to go. I'm glad they didn't. Like, I, I like the idea of seeing Alfred, but would have been interesting either way. Yeah. But now I hope in the next one he has, like, yes. more of a... He branches out a little bit more. You know what love, I... Love his old-fashioned Corvette. Love thing. his car. Also, so right now we're hearing the first... Probably not the first usage, but we're hearing, like, the main Bruce Wayne theme. That's the theme that's playing right now. And I pointed this out to you before, Dan, but in the finale, when Bruce saves the day, like, that actual saves the day moment. Not when he beats up the people, but when he cuts the electrical thing and falls in the wire, they play this theme. They don't play the Batman theme. Which was Mm. just, like, such, again, Cool. cool storytelling to be like, no, like... It's, like, the melding of the things. And obviously that scene is very much about, like... Bruce embracing what he needs to be and like the rebirth of it obviously him dunking in the water and coming back up like that's what that whole scene is about so the fact that they played the Bruce music in that scene um, it's just very telling that's a nice touch nice like, touch I must not be Batman to save the day I need to be Bruce Wayne to yeah save the day which then le- leads into what we're talking about about him becoming like two parts of like saving Gotham you know what I mean like it's one thing to beat up criminals but I also need to learn to like use my wealth and be a good yeah. person and etc which is and i like that the reason like he doesn't just decide it's time to become two people it's like the reason is because he sees who his vengeance is inspiring exactly exactly i love this this is pulled right out of comics his conversation with falcone here but oh shoreline there you go again they reference the fucking shoreline I can't believe people had a problem with a coastal city being on a shoreline. It's so weird. Like, this is what I mean about people wanting to hate it. But yeah, this is cool. Mm-hmm. This development, yeah. I love Bruce's line about, like, why do you think he did that Hippocratic Oath? And then Falcone just laughs at him. Like, I just... Yeah, I just... A little he has no response, like, yeah. I think. It's because it's so naive. I think it betrays like how naive Bruce is about like my dad's a good person and the Hippocratic Oath. Then Falcone is like, "Are you?" Oh yeah, but I also well because we don't know the twist yet. But I also right. just like the idea of like because we don't know the twist. Yes, like he doesn't give a shit about you. He's just following the Hippocratic Oath. <laughs> he's a doctor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is such great performance. Look at this room. It's like, gorgeous. Ugh. So good. This literally looks like a room you would do a takedown procedure in. Yeah, Arkham, in one of the arcades. With all the games. ledges and stuff. It's beautiful. Like this guy, this little twitchy guy that's trying to get through. Never comes back, but it just feels very, like, real of what might be happening in a scenario like this. Some fucking little red herring. Yeah. So there's a guy we're about to run into right here. An old guy. Yeah, this guy right here. Who. It's so weird because. He looks very similar to the thug at the end of the movie that when, like... Oh, yeah. Bruce takes the mask off, the guy says, I'm vengeance, and that is when Bruce realizes he's got to stop being a jackass. <laughs> but, like, he's not that guy? Do we know that? Yeah, it's a different actor. People looked up in the cast, like, this guy is credited as being a different actor. That would have been an interesting, like, if he was that same guy. Yeah, and honestly, my first watch through, I thought it was the same guy. And then it wasn't until I was listening to reviews and stuff that people were like, no, it's just a different actor for some mm-hmm. reason, but they look so similar. Weird choice. But then people have also said, like, maybe that's, like, maybe that's Joe Chill, which, like, is dumb. Like, 
Why would that be Joe Chill? Just because he talks with Bruce? Like, any old creepy person that talks with Bruce has to be Joe Chill? Like, I don't know. That's yeah, I don't think well. there's any... There's literally no that. clues to that. He's it's also just... pretty young to be... Yeah. If Bruce is this age, he's, like, maybe ten years older than him. Yeah, exactly. Here we go, little kid. Little Robin boy. Okay, seriously, Ooh, though... Robin boy. Like, all joking aside, do we actually think... He will literally be Robin in the new movies, or do you think his service in this movie is more just like as a metaphor for Bruce? Because Matt Reeves has come out and said no, that he's not going to be. Like when people brought up that theory to him, he was like, "Haha, no." But well, they also said they're not doing Court of Owls. Which I know they're definitely going to do Court of like, Owls. Like he definitely could be lying. Like, but what, what do you I think? What's your actual percentage thought on that? I think if it's not going to be literally Robin, it's going to be like. This inspires him to keep his eye out for orphaned kids who might yeah. be make a good Robin in the future. Yeah, like this is co- sort of bringing him. It's sort of bringing the idea into his head that he might need a sidekick later on, yeah. even if it's not this kid in particular. But Definitely, with someone with a similar backstory, and they included this kid because his backstory introduces Bruce Wayne's backstory without I having to actually agree do the Bruce Wayne thing. I love this. His his first and only thought process is to save this yeah. kid. Love it. Because he sees himself. There goes Riddler. <laughs> See, there was... We didn't really know it at the time, but there's a shot of him just, like, looking weird. Yep. With his glasses, no mask. I wonder if you were to watch this scene back from the beginning, if you could actually see... Oh, on top? Yeah, if you could see him, maybe. We can't do that right now, because we can't pause or touch yeah. this, but one day I'll try. Maybe once we release this, I'll rewatch it with this. And with this commentary track... And I will uh, <laughs> rewatch the movie with our commentary <laughs> yeah. track, <laughs> just to see if it was uh, worthwhile. This is so fucked. <laughs> I like how everyone ducks when the phone rings, as if that would save them from a bomb. Like, <laughs> like right there. No, they're just. Uh... They're intimidated because no one likes to take phone calls anymore. Oh, I, I, yeah, I understand. Them. Yeah, that is true. That's how I react when I get a phone call. <laughs> nice to the Batman. Oh, boy. I like how they don't send the bomb squad in until it's nighttime. Yeah. Yeah, that's always a weird thing to me, like how much time passed while the phone is just ringing. They just but... don't care about him. This little robot's hilarious. I don't think it's supposed to be funny, but it just it was feels funny. funny. <laughs> the way he slowly rolls up. <laughs> oh, here's this guy with the funny voice. The too. other Joe Pesci. I just watched uh, Chernobyl. Did and, you finish it? Yeah. And he's also in that. And I instantly recognize him because of his voice. No way. That's so cool. I gotta watch Chernobyl. It's great. Five episodes in and out. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna do it. We talked about this scene, too. I, I have not, not a problem with this scene. This scene's fine. But I do... Oh. I wish there was a little bit more of Batman... Trying to do something about trying it? Trying to do something. Like, he can still be helping him and giving him the hints and whatever, whatever. But just, like... Maybe looking around the room, maybe trying to see if, you know, just anything other than literally standing there and taking the bomb to the face. But it's young Batman, you know, not not every movie's perfect. It's not a huge deal, but I just, 
that was my personal justification with it was that like he's he's less um like rational than he would be in the future yeah which i bought i mean that makes perfect sense i'm fine with because even when he flies off the roof later and crashes and stuff like yeah he's young he's not yeah but there's no explanation for how he survives the explosion to his face i mean that's pretty that's pretty rough (laughs) (laughs) even if he had just like put his cape over his head yeah but he just like he's facing the explosion he's like holding him when the explosion he's right there it's crazy i mean he literally could have just done anything not even not a scratch on his face. At least like I I, I wish they would show like damage on the uncovered part of yeah. the mask. But. I would have loved it if the suit got a little bit damaged too. That was one of my favorite part of the Arkham games is how like progressively the suit would get more and more damaged. As oh, you like there would through. be tears in the cape and stuff. Yeah, like it, yeah, if you maybe blocked it with his cape and it had some tears or something, and then that was just like that for the rest of the movie. I like stuff like that. Like just a very tactile Batman. Yeah, he must have had on his. Uh, his heat resistant suit from Lego Batman. Yeah. Oh my god. That's my favorite. Oh no, the heat resistant was I'm thinking of the bomb one. That's my favorite one. The demolition one? Yeah. But heat resistant is cool. I need to play Lego Batman again. It's been a while. Creepy. I love how he just like inches on one eye onto the screen is just staring right at it. That's where they did He's that. such an awkward fuck. He is such an awkward fuck. Oh here we go, the first live stream. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like the emo- the, the emotes. emotes. <laughs> I want to just pause and read through what everything is. Someone put tick tick boom. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Just Paul like Dano's classic redditor. Yeah. Yeah, Paul Dano's great. I actually think Paul Dano could have been a great Joker too if he wanted, but. They cast him as this. Yeah, he could have pulled it off. Totally. I don't think he has the right face for it, but like he could do the performance. Yeah, performance wise. I don't think the guy they cast has the right face for it either. But no. Maybe he won't be the Joker. Hopefully he's just some other coincidental clown in Arkham Asylum. Hopefully. Or hopefully he just doesn't come back. I did want to make a point though of mentioning I think I went too too hard on Barry Keegan, because he is a good actor. Yeah, yeah, I definitely and uh I know we were pissed that he became the Joker in this movie, supposedly, but he's fine. Yeah, he's he's it's, definitely. It's also because I hated him in Eternals. He's a great actor. Don't wanna <laughs> don't wanna project his roles onto his real life. Yeah, I love this. Of course, justice. <laughs> I like how Gil's just a fucking woman. That was my, I mean, that was my favorite part of Trailer 3, is Riddler saying that riddle and Batman saying justice, the answer's justice. Just such Batman shit. (laughs) Oh my god. Coulson is That's so useless. Ten G's. That's not even. That's not even that much. To sell your life for ten thousand. I mean, it, it's a month, I guess. But I mean, that's like. What would ten thousand a month be? That would be. That's one hundred twenty thousand a year. Not bad, but I mean, if like. I guess in Gotham, that's pretty good. Yeah, right? I guess. I guess. 
I guess on top of like your job that you already have, yeah, that would be great. But yeah, like to sell your oh, life. Oh, true. On top of his lawyer salary. Yeah. The rat. Who's the rat? I do like this. I like when he's like, <laughs> "This is great." This is the part where I was sure we were going yeah. to. It was going to become a Court of Owls movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love I love that idea. Like, I would rather just die because if I give it away, like, then so many other people are gonna die. But this is just unacceptable. I mean, <laughs> like, he carried the head with him as he was flying away. For fuck's sakes! Oh, he did. Well, he was carrying something with him. <laughs> There's something in his hands. It's probably not the head, but maybe some clothing. But yeah, just some blood. You know, if his somebody, face is untouched, if somebody can say the fucking f word for no reason, <laughs> can we get some blood on Batman's face from the bomb? Yeah, it's him? just a weird decision. Sound design's great, obviously, like, the ringing and him passing out, like... Yeah, and I love this transition when he wakes up in here and it's just a shit show, like, he's full-on, like, fighting cops already. Yeah, it's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, here we go. The performance of a lifetime. He can't sound intimidating. Yeah. It was, it's interesting guessing. I also like how Batman's just talking shit. <laughs> oh my god, someone grabbed him by the ear. Oh, there he goes. He does a little cape flip from the games. The stun. That's the thing, right? He calls him Chief multiple times throughout the movie, I think. He calls him Chief, he calls him Man multiple times. He never calls him Batman, I don't think. Which is funny, because yeah, that would be a ridiculous thing to say. Even uh, in the Nolan movies, like Commissioner Gordon usually said Batman in like a sarcastic way. Yeah. I love this. Gordon, like pretending to be yelling at him but really telling him how to get out of there they had released this clip on one of the late night talk shows and out of context just like showing it on the talk show it played so bad like i remember seeing it like a few days before the movie came out and i was like wolf like i don't know how this movie is going to work for me i don't know why but for some reason just like showing it out of context like none of it worked like it it just felt so weird and stilted but like up to where it was from like like let's say from here i think it was right about here to then batman just like running down the hallway to escape them oh and it just all felt so like weird and the way batman was running was sort of like weird i i I don't know what it was that it was like they literally clipped out the worst possible thing to pull out of context that just felt so weird without having seen the movie i think it's because gordon's trying to be He's trying to look intimidating through the window, but it, it, <laughs> yeah, this is great. But in the clip on its own, it might 
feel like he's his performance is like trying Maybe. to over the top to be like an intimidating cop. And this run here felt weird too, but I, that may also be because in the like love that oh the grapple gun showing it like on the talk show um like the sound design isn't going to be the same as it is like watching it in the movie just because it's all way more compressed and i feel like that compression like the sound design was weird where the music was lower but him hitting the guys running down the hallway was louder so it almost it felt very comedic where it's like thump and he's like running down the hallway so might as well have had a 66 sound effect. no exactly (laughs) that's exactly what it felt like this is so sick. This is awesome. I love this as like a prototype for his gliding yeah. suit, where it's just like a s- squirrel suit. The the like shot of his head, the GoPro shot of his head is that's a little, funny. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is a little funny, but like the concept I love this. Yeah, like, yeah, me too. Yeah, this that shot choice. Yeah, but look at this. I love this. He's like, I'm gonna land on this. It's like <laughs> that's all. He shouldn't have lived. Yeah, that. I mean, he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> And it's just a nice way to switch it up from, like, all the other interpretations where we've seen him try and learn how to yeah. glide. Like, the, the Nolan one. How do you do something different than that? You don't just have a cape, because that wouldn't actually keep you afloat. <laughs> the Nolan one established that it's, like, you put electricity through it, and it forms, like, a rigid structure. Which is cool. How do we do something else? Oh, I fucking love that line. Could have pulled your punch. I did. That is so fucking Batman and Gordon. <laughs> But I was I hope something I want to see in like the future movies. I I always love in a good Batman story when like he fucks something up and then like develops a way to not fuck that up again. And I love that scene in this movie and I think it would have been weird to then have another scene where he like figures out how to glide better. Like in this movie it just wouldn't have fit, but I hope in like the next movie we get some type of callback where he's like, "No, no, no, like I've designed a better thing now to fly better." You know what I mean? Like I like that that progression of him learning from his mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, that that's sort of, that's a nice little thing to be like when it comes time to have a gliding sequence in the next one, either we see his decision to make something better or he's already made something better. Exactly. And we just, that progression, yeah. That'll be cool. Oh, we're getting close to the Batmobile. I was just going to say. Can't wait. Another nice rainy sequence. That shot of the headlights coming on is so hype. It's so good. And I love the Batmobile. I mean, we'll talk about the Batmobile when we get there. But, um, yeah, this little sequence is really great. Waterfront Street. There we go. You're telling me there's a waterfront (laughs) in this town? I just, people, people are so dumb. Speaking of the water, it's basically confirmed that, I mean, I guess this the end of this movie does confirm it, that, like, the flooded city is going to be very broken and faction-like. Yeah, they which do. Which has me that. so pumped for, for, like, the future that that could, the future that these movies could, the direction they could go in, and, like, like Batman, yeah. or No Man's Land, Arkham City style, like. Oh, Yeah ruined I mean Gotham City's already a piece of shit but like actually ruined and like martial law I know it would be so cool I'm so down for that I've wanted something like that so bad I'm really excited too because there is also that Penguin series on HBO that will be coming out on HBO Max that's set in this universe oh yeah I keep forgetting about that and that is confirmed now to take place in between the movies 
So it'll be taking place with the penguin in this new flooded Gotham. Maybe we'll get some uh, some other supervillain factions established. Yeah, I, I'm really excited for that. Actually, that's going to be cool. HBO Max putting out bangers, man. That would be a perfect opportunity to introduce Harvey Dent in that oh, show. That would be so cool if that's how they introduce. Because I doubt Batman's going to be in that show. Doubt it. So we need another like hero figure we can follow, and he should be like the yeah. hero protagonist to Penguin's antagonist. That's actually really smart. I actually really hope they do that now. Maybe we'll get more information about that on the anniversary of this movie. Ooh, oh, probably, if anything. Like casting or a trailer date or something. Maybe even a trailer for that one. Yeah. Because they've already started working on it for a while, right? I think so. Oh, there's Annika. Rip. Annika. Monica. Annie. Anakin. Anakin Skywalker. Nice little machine pistols. Classic. (laughs) Classic Gordon. Why are you pretending to be dead, Batman? You have armor. We all know you have armor. He just survived an explosion. Get up. And falling from the sky. He has literal armor and he has plot armor. <laughs> like Not here, though. Yeah. No, now he's on the ground for some reason. <laughs> so good. I like how they capitalize the V in Vengeance because it's like his name. His name. V for Vengeance. Oh, here we go. About to get it. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, this Batmobile is fucking sick. This is probably my top two Batmobiles. How would you... What's your ranking of the Batmobile? Like, the 89 Batmobile is just the like most iconic thing ever but i think this is my second favorite batmobile so that one's your number one i think so oh interesting i I thought you would have said 89 oh wait did you say that yeah sorry yeah 89 number one i thought i heard 66 no 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 no. 89 number one 66 it's either this or 66 (laughs) for number two but it was like eight is 66 is your number one no either this or 66 for number two but i think this just because this is basically 66 but like modern and practical and like actually badass it's so different than like so many other interpretations we've seen yeah although i guess almost all of the batmobile interpretations have been pretty different like the 89 one is i don't even know what to call it it's just like a rocket vehicle basically exactly well it's so weird because 89 like made that one and then it seemed like everything after that was taking from 89 for a while and then well especially for like the subsequent movies that are technically in that universe yeah. but then like nolan, the 66 one is just a car yeah. this one's a muscle car the nolan one is a tank and then even as much as we hate the Zack snyder ones that is a very also different interpretation of the batmobile yeah it wasn't just like the same thing definitely i don't even know what to call that one but it was like yeah, just a, a killing know. machine <laughs> yeah the guns on it that, yeah brutal I don't particularly love this entire chase, but the car is cool, so I don't mind it. <laughs> I will actually say, this is my least favorite sequence in the whole movie. It drags a little for me. It's just because, like, I, I don't love car chases in general. Yeah. It's tough to do a car chase right. Like, I actually think the Nolan car chase in Dark Knight, the one that turns into where it ends up turning into the Batpod... Like, I think oh, that's my favorite. Oh, that one's, yeah. Batmobile sequence. Because there's so much progression to it, and, like... And that one, you have, like, 
the two like jokers in the trailer truck like firing at them. yeah like he dives in front of the rpg uh, there's a lot more going on there this is very much just two vehicles chasing each other definitely. until the end where he jumps to the flames that's fucking which awesome. is awesome and then obviously the the classic shot of yeah and we've said we wish that wasn't in the trailer because seeing that so in the movie cool. would have been like holy shit yeah that was fucking incredible but yeah, I mean, we literally only see this car in this scene, so, you know. Yeah. I try not to be too hard on this it. This is its time to shine. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just sort of a bit too long, not great car chase compared to some other stuff. I also love how every Batman movie needs, is like, there's like a requisite Batmobile, Batmobile scene. scene. Like, I would be totally fine with a Batmobile just being a background I need to get from point A to point B device. I don't need a, a Batmobile dedicated scene in every movie. Actually, if anything, I would say if there's one scene that could have waited for the second movie, we didn't. Even, this could have been like a second movie thing where we established the Batmobile in yeah. the second movie, not even at all in this movie. Yeah, I, I, I'm maybe in he for just that. uses the bike in the first movie. Sure, yeah, that that totally would work for me. But speaking of the bike, I like how that's like it's technically his Bat Pod. But it's just a regular motorcycle. Yeah. There's nothing special about that one. And I love the way, like... Yeah, it just speaks to... You see it a lot in the animated series as well, actually, that... Like, for a lot of his, like, day-to-day travel, he will just use, the like, a motorcycle. Like, that's what he does there and in the comics. Because, like, why take this big, clunky car everywhere with you? Like, that's difficult and where are you gonna hide that like it's the fucking batmobile everyone would know it so especially if you're doing like a stealth mission which more often than not batman should be except in the movies where for some reason he's always an action hero but oh, but a lot in this movie he's not even like he's spying out of costume and exactly like, especially towards the beginning and later when he goes to the club just as bruce wayne yeah which is a great scene yeah here we go this is yeah this part go. is awesome yeah I mean, is it ridiculous that it all lines up for him to make the jump? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. Do I care? No. <laughs> like, who gives a shit? Actually, there's a similar thing in Batman Begins where he drives, he shoots down, like, the back of one of those trailers, yeah. right? And he drives off of it. Actually, yeah, that's so true. Oh my god, here we go. <laughs> Fucking gorgeous. God, this is so cool. Just how cool would that have been to see for the first time? Yeah. <laughs> the penguin flipping is kind of funny. I love that shot of the Batmobile. Holy like shit, I forgot. He yeah. should have died. In oh that no, penguin! Crash. It's ridiculous how penguins alive. But that shot from like the wheels perspective of the Batmobile, like drifting and coming, like breaking, is so cool. And of course. This is the best trailer shot, I think. It's incredible. And I love how this shot starts with... It almost, it almost has, like, a Western twang to the Batman theme. It's like yeah, a, and like his a, boots. Yeah, it's, like, very cowboy spurs, like... It's so cool. <laughs> so <weird. laughs> It's funny how he just kind of ducks down. Yeah. <laughs> there he is, her boy. Oh, here we go, Dan. Here comes the comedy. <laughs> the Goodfellas scene. I love this. Every line of dialogue in this scene. In this scene. 
one thing I like about Gordon's interpretation, or like he, Jeffrey Wright's performance, is uh, like his his way of like smooth talking. Yeah, it's very particular. It's very old timey. Yeah, but like not in a silly way. Like no, it works. It, it like works adds well. to the noir yeah. feeling of this movie. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good call. Gordon is kind of like, <laughs> yeah, this is great. Like Batman is a, the noir detective of this, but Gordon's like the normal noir detective. Yeah, of this. And he's my... literally a detective. <laughs> Gordon screaming, "Open your eyes!" Will never not be fucking hilarious. <laughs> This is a cool twist, by the way. Like URL, yeah. like for the website. Like, yeah. do you remember when we were worried that the uh, like people were saying the riddles in this movie weren't great before yeah. we went in? Oh, there it is. World's greatest detectives. Yeah, like who was guessing this? Like, fuck you if you're like, oh, I guessed all the riddles in this movie. You guessed URL. Come on. But also it was like, I like how they handled it where it wasn't just riddles for the sake of riddles. It was riddles that actually required the context of the corruption. Yeah. And knowing that circle to be able to, like, figure out the answers. Yeah, definitely. And it's like, Riddler is so hard to do right. And, yeah. Yeah, because he could just be like, like, haha, solve my riddles, Batman. Yeah, exactly. Prove you're a genius, but... They really nail it. Giving him a specific agenda was perfect. I like this little Matrix green text on black. I gotta watch the Matrix again soon. This reminded me a lot of uh, in uh, Chamber of Secrets when Harry's writing in Tom Riddle's diary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting all the responses. Also, is Riddler just 24-7 waiting on this, like, terminal to answer these questions? Yeah. I mean, he is a fucking weirdo creep. He's definitely an incel, so. Yeah. I knew he was talking about Bruce Wayne. Literally from the second he talked about, like, Mansion, I was like, oh, okay, it's Bruce Wayne. But, um... That's fine. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, but it is funny, like, to see him go back to the mansion and uh, discover the clip of his dad and stuff. It's nice. It's handled well. There we go. Part of the Wayne estate. Yeah, so definitely... He's gotta fix it up. It was just... It was Wayne Manor. Look at this, the little waddle. Yeah, this is great little Easter egg. Love that. So well done. Also, just fucking hilarious that they leave him there. Like, even if you don't, like, notice the waddle. It is cool how the whole color palette in this movie is sort of defined by the different color of headlights, in a way. Like, 
this there's almost this warm yellowish orangey color and then there's also like the red which are sort of the main two colors and they're both very like dimly lit street headlights on cars vehicles like yeah that's like the that's what i picture when i think of the color palette of this movie it's yeah just like those warms those like sodium lights for example on cars or yeah like, street lights especially exactly especially because the street light outside of the club is literally a, a plot point and that is one of the most memorable scenes for me in the movie when he brings the rat under the light yeah it's great just such attention to detail oh jump scare jump scare um what do you think the color palette is going to be the next one i mean i know everybody fucking everybody on the internet is like it's going to be blue and it's going to be mr freeze if it's a mr freeze movie it has to be blue yeah i I think either way we need we've done the warm colors now the next one should be a colder palette agreed purple blue green etc that would be sweet although i don't want it to be um i don't want it to go into like the nolan like everything has a blue color temperature in it but it's uninspired like i want it to be like very vibrantly yes blue purple whatever absolutely yeah totally agree i do say that the green should be held off for the last movie though actually it because we've talked about this i hope ideally we have this movie the next one would be like it would be amazing to have a mr freeze movie and then the final one is uh, the second one also maybe drops hints to the Court of Owls for the third movie. Then the third movie is Court of Owls full on. And I think a green palette for that would be really nice. Yeah, definitely. I don't know why. It just makes sense. Yeah, it seems to fit. Maybe because the Court of Owls just represents like the further griminess of the city and like this whole another ring of corruption, like a whole new level sinking below. Because in the comics, the Court of Owls exists like below this the yeah. sewers yeah stuff, they live right? sort of like underneath gotham so i think that like gross kind of green would suit that movie a lot yeah uh, i completely agree that's a, it also makes me think that well i don't know if we're gonna get a mr freeze which makes me sad because i really want one yeah this is this is great by the way this the trick in editing here oh yeah i thought you were gonna say when he completely drops the that too. charade that's also fantastic um but the yeah the little editing trick is just fucking wonderful like again way to use like the medium of film to tell a story in a way you couldn't in comics like yeah such a nice trick and then yeah he's gonna drop the charade and just be like alfred which is great but um i feel like especially with them calling the new one specifically the batman part two like the idea that it's going to be less about these separate Batman adventures and more about, like, this one character arc they're trying to tell of Bruce. I don't know exactly how Mr. Freeze would fit into that. Because Mr. Freeze is a great Batman villain, but I feel like more for a great, like, standalone Batman adventure. I don't know where Mr. Freeze fits. If you were to do, like, the third movie be A Court of Owls and this being what it is, I just don't know exactly what the second movie looks like then. But... I mean, it's in good hands, obviously. We'll see. That's what true. Do. One thing I'll say, though, is I also didn't expect them to pull off this, like, the inclusion of the Riddler for the sake of showing Batman how not to be. Like, it, it's always yeah. been this thing of, like, they're the two geniuses of Gotham, Gotham City, but it's always been, like, Batman is right, Riddler is wrong, and this movie definitely went, like, you don't realize how similar you are. And not right. in the cheesy, you you and I aren't so different, right? <laughs> but it actually head. shows him, like, 
you got to be careful of what you're doing. Yeah. So I wasn't expecting that. Uh, no, so that's a really knows? good point. And I do think, I mean, okay, let's say, just for argument's sake, and I know we're not really talking about this movie right now, but it's also because now it's a lot of the, you know, ramifications of Bruce being sad that Alfred's almost dead and just dealing with some of that. But um, assuming that the whole premise of this trilogy is going to be this idea of, like, Bruce building up the Bruce Wayne part of himself and building up the good part of himself and having to sort of, like, manage that within the Batman persona. Uh, Outside, like, with what you were saying with the Riddler, I wonder what villains in general exist that are a good reflection of, like, to further along that idea of Bruce having to lean into Bruce. Because... I feel like a lot of the standard ones. Well, that I definitely we see, think Harvey Dent. Yeah, I mean that's the thing, right? Two Face is a great example of that. This is great. He's like the perfect amount of fit. Yeah, he's not like unnecessarily jacked, but he's he's just like he's not like the Ben Affleck where he's like CrossFit a fucking mountain. Can I like? Okay, this is a problem I've always had. This is going to be very niche and specific. I. Love, <laughs> specifically the screenshot of Colson rubbing his face. Yeah. Although I don't know why he had to be in shirtless in this scene, other than for the vibes. Yeah. But that's okay. I guess requisite shirtless. But see. it's not like, it's not like a, uh, like what do you call it? It's not meant to show off. It's not a money shot. It's not like no. look how strong he is. It's supposed to feel like he's sort of malnourished a little bit. Yeah. And- Almost like he couldn't be bothered to put a shirt on. Like, he's just so focused and like, on all this. the scars and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I've always had a problem. Like, I, I, I love, again, thinking about... The type of practicality I like about Batman is... Like, how would this fit into a person's life? You know what I mean? And so I do think a lot about the idea of... Like, when would Batman have time to, like, work out and eat properly? And also, like, why would you work out like a madman before you were also going to have to physically exert yourself because you would be exhausted from working out and your muscles would be sore and stuff so i've always preferred rather than like a perfectly cut batman a batman that's more like this is a like construction worker strong you know what i mean where it's like you're strong because you have to use those muscles daily not because you're in the gym 24 7 and you have that like ideal body type it's just as a result of being in the field exactly because again like if you're gonna be out all night punching people that is your workout yeah that's your workout why would you also do a workout during the day like you would be so sore that wouldn't make any sense it wouldn't be conducive to like fighting people at night yeah and also for me it's like i obviously prefer the interpretation of batman that has less brawn and has more brains and uses gadgets and like is strategic about it so he doesn't necessarily need to be the most jacked Yes. Person to, like, literally just beat up everyone uninspiredly. Exactly. And also, like, the martial arts expert, right? Like, he has the technique. Like, he doesn't need to brute force his way, like you're saying. Exactly. It's more like, he knows the exact movements and stuff. And yeah, he has strength from just fucking doing what he does all the time. And so, yeah, anyway, I think Robert Pattinson's physique is great. Because he definitely just looks like someone that probably doesn't need eat enough um, for the physical activity that he gets. But also, like, has strength from just, like physically doing stuff all the time yeah it's it's a really great physique and i i remember seeing a video or reading up or something that his preparation for the role wasn't like 
gym training. It wasn't like every other superhero movie where they're like, I need to go on a strict, like, no. regiment. Like, yeah, regiment. Yeah, it was literally just like, oh, there we go. Right from comics. She's uh, the daughter of Phil Cone. I um, remember you said you couldn't believe we were actually getting this. I was so happy. Because I thought maybe it was like, maybe in the next movie they would hint at it but the fact that they just did it in this movie I was like hell yeah I didn't even know that was a thing yeah so I actually thought they made it up for the movie no yeah it's it is from comics which is great look at the shot Jesus Christ this movie's beautiful um but yeah his his whole workout training was literally just like they would f- take like a duffel bag and fill it with like sand and then he would just like carry the duffel bag around and like <laughs> do squats with the duffel bag like just literally like just using your muscles not like specifically training like to be ripped in a gym or something like that which i think really really benefits uh, his yeah. appearance in the movie i also just want to point out that all of the shots we get on this skyscraper looking out onto the horizon there's clearly a bay yeah like <laughs> clearly So this is the scene you said they used that technology, right? With the like, LED walls. The screens. It's like unnoticeable. I would have never guessed. It looks fantastic. I like, thought when I watched it that it was just filmed on a construction site. Yeah. I mean, it's it's when used properly, that technology is sick. I think a lot of the Disney TV shows have, they, they're using it almost as a crutch. And it, especially for very outdoor stuff, can make things feel very small in scope um i know i don't watch any of the star wars shows anymore because they're bad but i've heard that like a lot of them feel very small in scope because they've been using this technology as a crutch but i think this is like a perfect example of how you could use it like where you have a set so it's somewhat um obscured and you're just using it to sort of maintain a certain level of lighting because to shoot at this time in real life like you couldn't do multiple takes you would maybe get one take with this lighting and then you're fucked for the rest of the day so it this lasts is, what like 20 minutes exactly time of, time of day the fact that you can just set the screen and it's always going to be that lighting and you can just shoot against it like that this is very nice is very nice it's a I great th- tool i think it also helps that this set being a construction site and having it's like a window yeah where, like there's bars and a top and bottom so there's a very clear cutoff of where the screen would end so it's more believable than just like noticing where, like, for example, a green screen exactly. is cut off. Exactly. No, you're totally right. Because there's actual foreground, not foreground, but, like, more foreground. Medium ground, elements yes. Where it would be cut off anyway. Yeah. So. No, it's great. It's a perfect, perfect setup. I do like how she said to him, do you live in a cave? That was a funny line. This is great. This kiss, this kiss is, like, that is, like, gorgeous. <laughs> I mean, ugh. I'm such a sucker. We've talked about this for, especially in sort of like bigger budget action movies or comic book adaptations. Like I, I can respect it more in indie films, but in bigger budget stuff, like again, this is oh, beautiful. I love that shot. Love that. To me, it's like, I, I want like those beautiful, like widescreen, like capturing of a moment, like make something big out of this moment type scenes. I hate the expression red letter media uses of like coupon shots where it's like you just cut to something and it's happening like i like the more dramatic embellished moment and like their kiss her walking away from him those feel like panels from a comic book like they're so fucking good there's definitely something to be said about like wide shots versus or wide angles versus 
like overusing close-ups yeah it's also just more impressive from also a sound recording point of view Mm. because it forces you to like you don't have a boom back up yep you you, you gotta use labs and it's just like there's more your whole body being in frame too it's like there's more pressure on you to actually like when you're when it's just a close-up of your face all you have to be concerned about is your face but you know there's just a whole other element when your whole body is like you you need to act with your entire body yeah definitely all around is just more impressive and they look great it looks great this is so good by the way that uh they did pull from hush also that hush thing is cool people think hush might be the next villain that would be a cool villain we've never gotten before and they do they do kind of play around with the idea because the reporter that thomas wayne wanted to have killed is the name of hush in the comics oh yeah and they literally show hush in the screen so people were like hush and also that would fit perfectly in this like um like detective-y yeah batman outing that we're like if if the, if the second one is going to be similar that's a perfect detective story yeah you know similar what you're to right. this. i wonder if it will be hush that would be a nice one to get i love this callback of him at the door do you know who i am parallels um but yeah it's cool that his mom's in arkham that was a nice little touch that i mm-hmm. was very happy they did and i also called but uh yeah and we're pretty sure these are these guys are uh tweedledee and tweedledum yeah. beautiful oh is this where they're talking about balls <laughs> yeah so this <laughs> we never would have caught it if not for subtitles this conversation of Falcone saying the guy who invented the ball must have made a fortune (laughs) like they were just the director was definitely just like "Eh, just talk about something while Bruce is walking in yeah just just uh we didn't notice it until we watched it here at Marco's like last year with subtitles on it was hilarious I laughed so hard at that what about the guy that invented the ball There's also, I love, there's a part here where he's talking to him and he goes to shoot a ball and it's just like a pathetic little, <laughs> not pathetic, like it's just a very feeble little like pool shot. Mm. <laughs> like instead of, like yeah. when you picture a pool shot, it's just like people showing off, like especially if you're a mobster, right? Yeah, yeah. Trying to be intimidating. I like how reserved he is. Like, you're right. Like, everything about this character feels reserved, which is so different from mobsters in movies. From the Batman Begins version? Well, I mean, that's a... Also a great version. Yeah. But very different version. Very clearly trying to be, like, a stereotypical mobster for to fit the vibe of that movie and what that movie's about. But, yeah. This is just an old, tired... He's been in the game for year for decades, and he just doesn't care anymore. Yeah. It's perfect. I do like this, though, how he maybe lies to him, maybe doesn't lie to him. About uh, Joe Chill? Yeah. Oh, no, that's out. Well, about the situations that may or may not have led to his death. But, yeah, it's it's so cool. Like, we talked about it, but I, I didn't like, at first time watching this scene where they almost, like, confirmed that that's how he died, Thomas Wayne, I was like, okay, whatever. But then, yeah, when they talk to Alfred immediately after this, and Alfred's like... 
I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, that's how it goes. Could have been uh, could that could have been that way. Could have been Falcone. Could have been some random guy. Could have been some random Joe Chill on the street. I, <laughs> I mean, it would have been dumb if he had said could have been some random Joe Chill. But like, I fucking wish he had said that. That would have made me very happy. Could have been some average Joe. Yeah, he could have just said could have been some average Joe on the street. That would have been fun. I also never noticed this, but he's just playing the game without letting the other people take their turns. <laughs> he's such a dick. Do you think Bruce is going to have a different haircut in the next movie? Uh, um, yeah, I think so. He has to. I think it's part of the... Definitely by the end of the series, he will have a different haircut. It's I don't part know. of the the transformation. Yeah, is it going to be by the next movie? I don't know. Maybe he'll get it in the next movie. <laughs> it'll be a big haircut. Maybe it'll scene. be like in the Dark Knight where we see Bruce change the helmet. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Instead of just having it different at the beginning of that movie. Right. Which I've always respected. Me too. Instead of just like new superhero sequel, he already has like a new suit. Yeah. That happens a lot. Yeah, his hair is ridiculous. You know what I thought was going to happen in this scene, though? Because this is, like, his parents' old room. And I swear for a second, I thought he was going to go in the room and there was going to be, like, like the bat. Like, from year one, you know how a bat oh. crashes through the window? I thought we were going to get that scene here where he was going to be walking around a room and then, like, a bat would come crashing through or something. It didn't happen, which is fine. Like, it, it wasn't disappointed it didn't happen, but I thought it was a possibility. Regardless, I think the vibes of, like, him and his parents' old room is still present in this scene. He also does a very uh, Walter White thing where his posture is like so different as Bruce than it is as Batman, which is, I know Brian Cranston has talked about like when he was playing Walter, he would always be like so much more hunched and timid versus when he was playing Heisenberg. And like, yeah. you definitely see that in Bruce as well. Bruce, when he's Bruce, he's always just hunched over and like grotesque looking like <laughs> very golem. Yeah, very golem like <laughs> ironic because he's standing next sitting next to Gollum right now but uh, oh yeah I wasn't <laughs> even thinking about that yeah I wonder if Andy Serkis was like you might want to think about playing it a bit more Gollum like <laughs> he just walks in on all fours like yeah man Andy Serkis has been like he's been around like he yeah. has such range he's fantastic is this his last scene in the movie because they, um, they make up here and then I think that's it it might yeah I think it is the end of that little arc yeah so he really he has a pretty small part in this one compared to other ones mm very glad they went with uh like this not thomas wayne wasn't a saint yeah compared to a lot of other interpretations it's so much more interesting to me definitely and i also but i also and i saw some people complaining that i like how this is just becoming us rebutting against complaints but i did see some people complaining about how like they wish they had leaned into it further and like really confirmed that his dad because i think in the telltale games his dad is like more like 
Thomas Wayne from the Joker movies bad. Like straight up. Oh, the Telltale games. Yeah, I think he's like, like a straight up have bad you ever guy. Played those? I have not. Uh, but so, some of the reviews are, I was listening to were like, I wish it was more like Thomas Wayne from that. And I was like, yeah, like I I do understand that, but at the same time, um, I don't know. Like I I, I appreciate that they're taking a bit more of a controversial to say nowadays but harry potter-esque i was just gonna say where it's like nobody is like quintessentially one thing or another but everybody has like facets to them and that's yeah i mean i was also just gonna say he's very much like harry potter that like he thinks his father was a good guy and then he grows to learn the harsh reality that he was very gray yeah which is i think more interesting because and then i also think it leads to like bruce's realization as well whereas i think if his dad was straight up just like a dick that's a much harder comeback to be like, what am I doing this for? As opposed to right now where it's like, yeah, your dad made some mistakes, but also like you've made some mistakes. You know what I mean? People make mistakes, which is, and you'll learn by the end of this movie that you've been making a mistake. Exactly. And I think I, yeah, I think that ties it together a bit more. Um, even though it's not explicit, but like thematically, I think it ties it better a bit more than if his dad was just like bad. And then it's like, great. (laughs) Okay. What did that accomplish? He's dead anyway. I don't know. I just, Anytime there's, like, a definitive answer on, like, the Waynes were bad, and so that's why they were killed. They're, like, whatever. The Waynes were involved in this, and so that's why they were killed. It just bugs me. Like, if you want to imply that, that's fine. Again, like, this scene does, where, like, maybe it was that, maybe it was random. We don't know. I I much rather that explanation than something, like, overly definitive when it comes to Bruce's origin. I mean, gray characters are just so much more interesting in general than than black and white characters. It's the same reason I love, like, connecting this to another superhero movie. It's the same reason I love the Civil War movie so much. Mm. It's like both of those sides can be agreeable or disagreeable, depending yeah. on how you look at it. Yeah. Well, you can look at the end of that movie with what happens with specifically the family drama, right? Yeah. Of, did you know? And, like why did he not say and who's his allegiance to like i i am team cap but like he definitely was being a piece of shit at some point yeah keeping that information from tony yeah 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 it's yeah that's a good uh good central conflict in that most interesting part of that (laughs) i we didn't point it out but i do love how at the start of the scene Alfred wakes up and is so happy that Bruce is oh, there. Yeah. And Bruce is like, you lied to me. He immediately <laughs> starts interrogating him. Uh. <laughs> nice. I love a good Bruce is in the middle of something and sees the bat signal. Because it's so like... Other superheroes don't always have like moments like that. But that's a very uniquely Batman thing that is fun to play with. He's always on call. Similar to like Superman being in the middle of something. But he, like, he hears something going on that he needs to go help with. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And then in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man's, he has a police scanner. So that's something. Because they wanted to have that type of scene, but that was the only way they could do it. Just a fun trope. This is also cool that Catwoman, like, Mm. called both of them this time. Yeah, they're all working together. You think Catwoman's going to be the next one? She has to be, right? Uh, oh yeah. Oh, you know what? She might be in the Penguin series, though. We're saying, like, who could be, like... Well, she's gone. Maybe. Do you think, I think when she comes back, it'll be in the movie and not the series. Yeah, I was just going to ask. I wonder where. Because that's I think a big probably, moment. Right? Cause especially because it's about their relationship. So I think. Yeah. 
But yeah, I think I think at some point in the next movie we're gonna see her come back. Yeah, she must. She says she's in Bloodhaven in the meantime now. Nightway? I mean we'd need a Robin first. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a Robin yet. Fucked up. Falcon's so good. This is like the... This is the moment, right? That we find out yep. it's Falcon. Yeah, we're here. He's the rat. I do think... I remember uh, when we did our first review... I had said that um, as much as I like the Falcone stuff, it felt a little disconnected, like to deal with the familiar, uh, the family drama, like familial. Yeah. um, I couldn't think of the words. I just went with family after like of that. And then like, like we haven't seen the Riddler in like half an hour, let's say, but upon like further rewatches, I do think the plots tie together nicely enough that it doesn't really stand out as much or, or feel like a bigger thing. And, like, it is obviously necessary to Riddler's plot as well with what's going to happen later. So, yeah, I think it does all work together. It, just on that first rewatch, it was a little bit like, oh, yeah, the Riddler's still in this movie once we get to that. But Yeah, well, it's kind of like the Riddler is the person that... It's like, if this was a video game, video game the Riddler's the guy that gives Batman the quest yeah. of, like... You need to, in order to get to me, you need to do this, like, bidding for me. Because this is the message I'm trying to drive home. And and he's not even wrong. He's wrong in his means, but not in the message. It actually kind This movie does kind of have a little bit of a video game-like structure, I guess. In so much as there's sort of, like, these distinct, like, mini-bosses, if you will, throughout. Like... You have to deal with the penguin, we have to deal with Falcone, and like we ultimately build up to dealing with the Riddler, and then there's like the big sort of climax. So it, it does have that almost segmented into these specific um, like worlds, like these specific chapters. chapters that like we're doing this now, and then we're doing this. It could also be a TV series, to be honest with you. Like, Yeah, it could definitely have worked as a TV series. Yeah, you could have broken it up, extended a few things, and it definitely would have worked. Because it's those almost like mini climaxes. Like, we've dealt with this thing now, and now we've dealt with this thing. It's it's good. I refuse to believe that Matt Reeves is unfamiliar with the video games. I know. I love this. Hell yeah, no guns. Classic Batman. Remember when we thought that uh, it was going to be the other way around, and Catwoman was going to teach him this lesson? Yeah, that's a big mistake. But I'm glad that he wasn't killing people, because goddamn, am I sick of watching Batman? Oh no, yeah, I, I don't think I I didn't ever think he was gonna be killing. Yeah, people. but he'd be too far. Yeah, that is a fantastic Catwoman line. Yeah, just the right amount of like cheesy Catwomanness, but it still works.
yeah, dude. Here we go. This is so sick. <laughs> oh, I forgot about this. Oh, that shot is so dope. <sighs> Beautiful. There are, like, a surprising amount of headlight shots. I was movie. just going to say that because I remember Carol pointed that out to us when we did, um, uh, like, our initial review. She was like, is it just me or are there a lot of, like, like straight-up shots of car headlights and stuff. And at the time, I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't really remember. But yeah, there is a ton. He ain't seeing nobody. And here we have our third time that Bruce comes to the door. Nice. I like this though. He's using his his uh, sneaky Batman tactics. Yeah, to get that progression. He's <laughs> already pre-applied the eye makeup. Save himself some time. This is dope. Just fucks up this guy. Actually, why would he apply the eye makeup? Oh, so we can change later? Yeah, I guess just so we can put the suit on. <laughs> but it's like, you're already putting the whole suit on. Like, how much time are you really saving? Well, actually, he was just in the suit, so he still had it on. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. Kill him. Just kidding. Of course his name's Vinny. Vinny! I love, like, my favorite, my favorite thing that gets me like nothing else is when someone goes from, like, zero to 100 <laughs> with anger. It makes me laugh every time. Here we go. See, he's Batman now. He's going to shut off all the lights. Yep. It's sick. <laughs> I don't think they would ever actually play this on the news. This is too Someone being killed on recording? Yeah, like literally hearing someone be strangled to death on the news is too far even for the Even news. with a warning, yeah. Like, they could never do that. Especially not like primetime news. <laughs> like literally like the main news station in Gotham. Everyone's getting home from work. Yeah, like... They've just eaten dinner. There's just little kids running around the house while the parents are watching the news. <laughs> Nice sound transition, though. Yeah. Yeah, I never even noticed that, but that is nice. What? (laughs) Nice. Hell yeah, here we go with the red again. He's already in his Batman costume again. Yeah, I pointed this out before too, but this her uh, her like her whole look here. This is just like the Catwoman year one. Oh yeah, look, it is like when the wig comes off. When the wig yeah. comes off with the short hair and like the corset and leather pants she's wearing, like it is like a one for one. Oh my god, I forgot about this. Mm-hmm. 
this is so sick. Where he rips off his own movie. Yeah, but like does it a thousand times better. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, wait. We said it was from one of the Apes movies, right? When when does it happen again? Uh, is it with Kuba at some point? I don't remember now. Yeah, I can't remember now. Oh, that's so fucking sick. Get fucked. <laughs> that must have been such... Like, can you imagine shooting that scene? How the hell do you, sh- like, shoot that scene and get all the timing right on everything? To <laughs> Without be- being able to see? To be lit while the exact moves are happening, to understand what's happening. Like, action is hard enough to, like, shoot... In and- white. Yeah, and to, like, make it clear they what's happening. They must have, like... They must have done it sort of like the uh, day for night technique of like it's it was actually brighter than it looks but they like heavily it must be they had to have been able to see more than that on the set yeah there's no way i like how falcon's classic move is to choke people to death this is great we talked about this too but this is right from the comics gives gives him a little cat scratch on the face i forget if that's from long halloween or yeah i think it's long halloween get fucked and then as you and I have talked about this yes and is that Bruce's theme no this is Selena's theme but it's very similar to Bruce's theme makes sense yeah love this But yeah, again, the reuse of that, like, him holding her during the passport scene. Because this is sort of the end of... Well, the end of, like, I guess her arc with him. Like, she obviously shows up to save him literally in the plot. That, but... like, solidifies it. Yeah. But this is the end of... The emotion the of learning. it. Yeah. You ready for the most egregious scene in the movie? <laughs> the most propaganda thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, buddy, you were right because you're about to die. <laughs> Holy shit, I forgot they actually called out Doro in this movie. It's only fair. Guys, not all cops are bad. <laughs> Look, some of the cops here are good. No more dead cops. No more dead cops. You mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. <laughs> that that is just this scene. Yeah, I don't know. It's a little silly. It's a little silly how many cops there are in this scene. Nice little black gate reference. 
Jesus Christ. Well, right. This is also a nice parallel people have pointed out. Because he tells the story about, like, being shot laying on the operating table and looking up at, like, oh, seeing yeah. Bruce's face from the, the stairwell or whatever. Yeah. Again, people way smarter than me notice that, but... But I just, I also like how just unceremonious his death is. Yep. Another thing people smarter than me pointed out, earlier in the movie when there's an establishing shot of this part of town, you can actually see the Riddler in that apartment building. No way. Yep. He's just, like, shadowy, like, you can't actually see that it's fucking what's-his-name, but you see someone in that apartment building with the lights on, like, watching what's happening. Cool. So... Rewind the movie and go find that, but not not while you're in sync with this, but that that's in there. Hell yeah. But man. This is such a an intense sequence. I remember watching this for the first mm-hmm. time. And I remember trying to look for a Riddler trophy on one of oh, these shelves. I know, me too. But this, I think I said in the review there was a point where I checked my watch. Because I, I felt like the movie was going for a while, but then when I realized we had more time, I was excited, and this was the moment where I checked, and I was like, oh my god, there's still, like, about an hour left in this movie, and I was like, fuck, yes, yeah because I couldn't wait to see, like, because it seemed like we had wrapped up so many things, and I was like, nice, so, like, what's... Now it's rid the time. Yeah, like, let's get to it, let's get to the, the end of this drama. I like how whenever there's cops in this movie, there's always, like, a thousand of them moving at the same time. Like, it's either, like, every cop is rushing towards Batman, or no cops. There's never just, like, one cop. (laughs) It's kind of like how uh, in Dark Knight Rises, when they send every cop in the city into the sewers. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah the popular trailer scene also I also, very reminiscent to prisoners there's a shot of prisoners that's similar to this oh you're right um but i was also paul dano also yeah uh, i was also thinking in the theater like we haven't even gotten this scene yet yeah so i knew there was still more to come there's a, a shot the shot here that we've obviously talked a lot about where riddler sees batman for the first time and like gets very hyped but um like through the window but in that shot, when Batman walks up to the window, there's a moment where the light from the diner reflects on his suit. Well, oh, he's so fucking funny looking. <laughs> and it, uh, it almost creates this, like, yellow glow around the symbol on his chest. Oh, really? It's a very, it's a very like, subtle... It's a bit more prominent in the trailer. I think they turned it down, like, in the color grading in the movie. But, um, yeah, it's just a fun little, like, coloring thing that they did. Huh. Like, right here, as he's walking towards... See, right there. You get, like, yellow on on the chest. Oh, yeah. It's very subtle. Might not even have been on purpose, but it's just fun that it worked out that way. Nice. (laughs) A lot of people pointed out... uh, I think we missed it. When they slammed his head on the counter, how, like, he makes weird faces. Yeah. 
Yeah, he makes uh, a lot of cringy, odd faces. He's just an odd guy. Yeah. No, I like it. I do like that reveal of the coffee cup. When I showed this movie to my parents when I watched it with them, I think that was like the one scene in this movie that my... Two scenes where my mom was like, oh, that's cool. One was Batman walking out of the Batmobile, like in the fire. Oh. She was like, oh, that's so cool. And then the other one was the coffee cup. She was like, ah, the Riddler. And I was like, yep. Both, <laughs> both trailer shots. <laughs> yeah. Also, just so funny, the, like, disparity between the two. One is, like, an awesome action scene, and one is literally just (laughs) sugar in a coffee cup. (laughs) (laughs) So good. I love this. Nice little opportunity for some more crime scene stuff. Yeah, it's so cool. Favorite part of this movie. I love the idea of just, like, a cipher, you know? Just like a, a a code that you're trying to crack. I don't know. It's just cool. Imitation game, you know. I love that idea. I really want to watch Zodiac again now. Yeah, I want to watch it again too. We should do it on the podcast. If you've made it this far into the commentary track, please comment and uh, comment on the commentary track and say yes. Do an episode of Zodiac, and if even one person does that. <laughs> <laughs> we will do an episode on Zodiac. It is kind of cool that Riddler is also an orphan, but he doesn't recognize the thematic relevance of that between him and batman you know what i mean like Uh, batman knows that he's also an orphan and so like when he's afraid of what he sees in riddler like he can make that connection but riddler has no idea that batman's an orphan yeah so he doesn't even realize how close to home he's striking when he when he's talking to batman about like we're so similar and we should work together and it's like you don't even know like you're way more similar than you think It's a bat. Of course it's a bat. Of course. There's a lot of bats in Gotham City, you know? I feel like... Like, I've never seen a bat in a building in real life. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a bat ever in real life. <laughs> like, what's the climate that bats live in? Like, I've, only, I've seen bats at Colasanti's. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? They do have bats. Which in. is like a, a local like petting zoo but there's a bat exhibit there petting zoo slash they sell lots of plants and stuff and donuts and donuts they have amazing donuts so if you're in the market for any of those three (laughs) things yeah go to leamington ontario (laughs) no it's a carpet tucker duh Oh, yeah, and Mitchell's the mayor. That's why I keep going Pete Mitchell. Duh. Yeah, all these names. Jesus Christ, there's so many fucking... Conglomerating. Yeah. So another um, dumb criticism of this movie that I'm just going to call it as being dumb right now is that people were saying that they felt like them capturing the Riddler was like a natural ending to the movie and the whole third act action scene was very like a tagged on superhero ending to this movie which i 
could not disagree with more because it, it first of all it feels like the whole third act is built up to by the rest of the movie like we've earned this batman action sequence it would be weird to not have anything and then also they didn't capture the riddler he clearly like let himself be captured i don't understand people being like yeah they should have just captured him like in the diner and the movie ends like but also like they did nothing to capture him like he succeeded and they captured him what are you talking about there's no arc for batman in that movie but and then also you wouldn't have the like learning that riddler thought he was working with batman and showing that like batman was inspiring the wrong crowd and yeah none of that would be part of the the whole thematic relevance of the movie yeah. would not exist that's my favorite like result of the, of his arc in this movie me too again i just feel like people that watched this movie once and just went into it i don't know just not like wanting it to be the dark knight like not wanting to acknowledge its own successes for what it is and oh you just call him a good cop okay uh yeah just i don't know frustrating frustrating that people didn't really view it for what it was or like watch it again and maybe like actually pay attention to stuff like it's great <laughs> yeah this is what like i love the Riddler stuff here. Yeah, me too. When he just gets to be himself. This is so Riddler. What do you want? Also, I have to say, I think it is cool that they um, tricked us and held out until now with letting us know that Riddler doesn't know Bruce Wayne is Batman. That was such a cool revelation. Yes. Because we were sure, in our prediction video, we were like, obviously in the trailer like it was edited but it's obviously edited from a scene where it's revealed he knows bruce wayne's identity yeah and they pulled it off where like this was in the trailer but then like there was they still got to do that twist of no he doesn't know who yep. Batman is. and even until this point in the movie it's like bruce right now thinks that he knows who he is like it, it's so like because he targeted batman earlier exactly and wayne manor like the tension is so high right now but the, when he reveals he doesn't it's like it's cool. but he only targeted bruce wayne because he was rich bingo and, bingo yeah yeah it's fun and then of course there's tons of fun theories on the internet that maybe he does know and he's fucking with him which i don't think adds up but it's fun to think about, though, but yeah. I like to think that there was a really great twist that he just didn't know. I also, I love the idea that, like, him not knowing that twist is Riddler's, like, one fundamental flaw. Like, because yeah. Batman always has to, like, the idea that Riddler isn't as smart as he actually thinks he is. And he thinks he's thought of all of this stuff and whatever, but he did not calculate the one thing. <laughs> I also love this face that he makes. Yeah. That. Yeah, he's you're so right. Great. There has to be that moment in any Riddler story where he's like, haha, you thought you knew everything. Exactly. But even though he doesn't tell him that, the audience gets that anyway. Exactly. And he gets his, his own when he realizes that Batman doesn't want to work with him because he's a piece of shit. Yeah. So you get both. We have the cake and we eat it too. Yeah, it's fantastic. I can't wait for Ave Maria. Oh yeah! I knew that was going to be a meme from the moment I saw it the first time. I was. Like, I also just love the no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, so many memes from this. It's so good. 
I also think that this is one of the better, uh, like, villain monologue in a prison cell to the hero, like, sequences yeah. we've got recently. Like, this is, it shares a lot with, like, the Joker in the Dark Knight, but I always think of Inspector with, uh, what's his name? Christoph Waltz. Oh. It's a very similar thing that yes. I've just completely forgotten. Yes. Like, yes, that was yes, just yes, 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 so yes. uninspired. But this one plays out really well, and it's very memorable. Yeah. Just the dialogue and the twist that we talked about. Yeah, villain monologues are a tough thing to pull off. And I do think post-Dark Knight, everyone was like, we need to have a scene where the villain reveals that he was he one meant step to be ahead captured. the whole time. Yeah. And it's like, it's so rarely worked post-Dark Knight. Because like, it's not even just like that it was good in Dark Knight. It's like the best like it's like the gold standard of that type of scene and so it's yeah Yeah, but this is cool because it flips it on its head where it's like i lured you here so that we're safe and working together when everything goes down yeah it's fun I remember just, like, in the theater, keying into the fact that he's not being... He's not taunting him, saying that, like, you did all this work for me, haha. Like, yeah, no. Yeah, he believes it. He thought that he was helping him. Mm-hmm. scream he does right here (laughs) (laughs) oh I love that (laughs) (laughs) it's so like it's funny but it's so good I will say too um yeah, I, I also, I mean, we've talked about the sound design, but the fact that, like, depending on what side of the cell you're on, you can hear certain people oh, clear and muffled. Yeah. Like, again, it should be such a basic thing that you don't have to point out, but, like, it's so well executed in this. <laughs> you know what? I think the reason in the credit, in the credit, in the trailer, that the audio trick they did was so convincing is because the audio of you're really not not as smart as i thought you were and bruce wayne are both taken from when he's behind the glass so they both have the same like clearly in the same scene even if they're not like right (laughs) (laughs) sings in falsetto (laughs) yeah This movie goes on a bit too long, but I'm here for it. It's okay. It's funny. This is what I wanted out of Riddler. Yeah, I, I appreciate the silliness. Again, this is funny. Like, this is supposed to be funny. I don't get people saying it's not funny. He's literally singing Ave Maria at Batman because he's just, like, so out of his mind. Oh, yeah, and this is this is another thing we got wrong was the... Uh, oh, yeah. 
the gun bat symbol. I've never been so happy to get something wrong. Yeah, yeah. Because this is so cool that this is his battering. That is sweet. What a nice twist. And to leave it right to the end, too. Like, yeah, it was just, it was awesome. Because it, it looked a lot like a gun. Yeah. I remember Matt Reeves talking about that after the fact when he was doing press for, the, like, when the movie was released. And he was like, yeah, no. <laughs> he was like, that was never, <laughs> that Good. was never going to be a thing. <laughs> That's like, nice, Matt Reeves. Hey, Martinez! <laughs> I would have loved it in that scene when he's like, I own all the cops, and Gordon was like, there's good cops. If it was just, just Martinez, Martinez. <laughs> that would have made the scene for me. That would have been perfect. He would have been like like Robin in Dark Knight Rises. Mm. I love seeing Batman use a flashlight. It's such a simple little visual touch, but it's so comic booky and animated series-y, and we've literally never seen it in live action before this movie. Is that his flashlight? I don't think that one's his, but earlier in the movie, we do see him use his little black light flashlight, and then in yeah, this, he's but, using... Because like, he doesn't have like a Bat-branded light, does he? Oh, no, no, no. He just, I mean, he typically will just carry like a, a tiny little... Uh, just a little flashlight to look around things. But yeah, there's not like a specific bat light. <laughs> like a batarang or whatever. I fucking wish he did. That would be hilarious. Although in some comics, there was some comic recently, I forget which one, but it's a comic where he had the yellow symbol, but the yellow symbol oh. is like a little bit extended and you like, it can be a light. Yeah. Use a light, which is like kind of dumb and I don't really love it, but whatever. That would be cool on like the armored the like Batman yeah. Returns or Dark Knight Returns suit. Yes. Yeah. Nice little Ave Maria. Yeah, it's fun that that's the Riddler's theme. I like how his password also had like spaces in it, like it was a saying. A real. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed out loud in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the comments. What What's on the side? It's all like people sharing tips on how to make bombs and stuff. Ready oh, and willing. they're like... Got you, bro. They're like, like, what gun should I bring? Yeah. This is all the people that are going to be gathering to... Don't forget your cling wrap. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. I'm just imagining the like production designer that had to generate those messages. <laughs> <laughs> Someone goes, this is more like it at the bottom. This is so sick. It's so fucked up that these, like, pages exist in yeah. the real world. But it's also a great, uh, like, in this movie, reason to have, like, Riddler goons. Yeah. To be able oh. to pull that off, not in a stupid way. Brilliant. I thought that was a brilliant choice. Like, because, again, goons, like... Like, Batman 66 Riddler goons. It's like, such a staple of, I think, Batman culture. But, like, in the modern day, how do you do, like, goons and something? Yeah. You get a bunch of incels. Yeah, it's perfect. Where'd you park him? Oh, the seawall. What seawall? What? There's a seawall? I'm confused and now this whole movie is bad because <laughs> they didn't properly set up the seawall. I also never noticed that, but that was a really cool match cut of the map yeah. on the... Yeah, I never noticed that either. The but exact that was part the, of the city where it corresponded to. That was a very nice match cut. 
Uh, I love Paul Dano's Yeah, movie. he's great. He's fun. Wow. You mean Gotham's an island with seawalls? And then another complaint. Oh, they did a lot of match cuts here. That's cool. That's fun. How if I never noticed this I also this never noticed it. That's, that's really sweet. cool. Yeah, that's a really cool technique. Um, another complaint people had was like, well, Batman doesn't actually, like, stop the Riddler's plan. The Riddler's plan succeeds. And I was like, guys, like, do you... Like, why does Batman have to stop the bombs from going off? Like, don't you understand that, like, Batman's, like, care... Like, what Riddler's trying to do here is to try to, like, take down the whole political system. Batman saves the day. Like, he stops the people that are doing the killing. Yeah. Like, Flooding the city isn't literally about flooding the city. Like, it partly is, but it's more about getting everybody here so these guys can kill all the people. Yeah. And he does succeed in stopping that. The flooding was not the end game of no, Riddler's plan. No, it's just a means to an end. So, I don't... And again, the real success... Nonsense, the real but... success is him realizing what he's done and yes. changing his ways. Yes. But yeah, I love this, how they, they copy the Riddler's, like, serial killer... Yeah. ...dress up to be, like, actual Riddler goons. So cool. That was handled so well. So well done. <laughs> and I've never mentioned it with you, I don't think, but I like that pun of real and, like, Bella Real. Yeah. The real change. Yeah, it works. It could have easily not worked, but I think it works totally. Well, it's because it works even without, like, it, a real change. Yeah. It's a political movement, but it's also just a nice touch that, like, Bella Real exactly. ran with a campaign line of, like, a real change. Exactly. Nice. She's just trying to get out of town, man. <laughs> I love this. This is a nice little, like, precursor of things to come. Like, Gordon just takes control of the situation. Oh, yeah. I thought... I, it's just, again, like, there's no, like, explicit, like... Hey, you'd be a great commissioner one day, but, like, he just, like, <laughs> takes control of the situation. And I'm like, yeah, cool. One of the cops just, like, tips his hat and be like, <laughs> you'd make a fine commissioner one day. Yeah. Yeah. Just very, very subtle. Maybe this will get him the promotion in the next movie. There you go. We love how you handle the situation. <laughs> it would be cool. Yeah, that was always a funny shot. Yeah. It would be cool to just start the next movie like the first scene of Commissioner Gor or Gordon is him getting like commissioner or establishing that he's been made commissioner. Yeah, I would like that. Instead of in the Dark Knight where it's like midway through he gets yes. that commissioner title. I did like it in that, but I feel like if this were to do something similar, Again, it would feel yeah. too Dark Knighty. So yeah. I love this. I like as much as I love the idea, especially as a Western fan of like politicians that really stand up for the right thing in this universe i love the idea that she's like no i'm not afraid walks out immediately gets shot it's so funny yeah it doesn't really work in gotham like it just like yeah it's such a like anti um like idealism like there is no idealism in this city <laughs> just immediately shot oh here we go though I've talked about this before, but this is just like, this is just like the best Batman thing. Maybe Such an ever. earned fighting sequence. Look at this, just Gordon trapped and just out of fucking nowhere. 
the G. Do Coming through the ceiling. He must have used explosion gel, right? Hell yeah. I think this is my favorite Batman fight in live action. Like, from him crashing down all the way through, this is just fucking Yeah, perfect. it has to be. Like, and I do, I really, really do love the warehouse fight in Batman vs. Superman. Like, that is a great fight. Like, undeniably. But there's but just... he, like, kills people. He does. <laughs> there's just something about this that slaps so hard. Like, and I think it's because I really, like, care about the stakes here. And it's because with all of this anticipation in the three-hour movie, this is the first, like, full-on... Yeah. Like, fighting sequence. Yeah. And, and it's choreographed so well. And the music slaps. And, like, everything about it just works, like, and ties together to make this perfect thing. I love this. Just fucking rolls into these guys. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I think the only other thing that's technically in the same vein that compares for me is the training montage with Raza Ghoul in Begins. Okay, but yeah, that training montage is dope. I, I will give you that. But I don't think any of the Nolan movies really have a great standout, like, Batman as Batman fist fight scene. Yeah, none really... Especially not Dark Knight Rises. No, especially not Rises. Um, um, like, he doesn't fist fight the Joker. Yeah, I guess that's more of... Because that's what that movie's about, right? It would be weird to have a proper... There aren't really a whole lot of fist fight. Even like he doesn't even he doesn't fight Scarecrow face nope. to face. And then the end of begins, he just like <laughs> crashes a train. He doesn't save Rasul. Yeah. This one though for sure is like up at the top. It's incredible. Hell this yeah. is so cool too. This reminded me a lot of like the the smoke pellets yep. in the game. Me too. But he's, like, making use of his surroundings. And it's also, like, maybe in another movie he'll create a smoke pellet because, because of, like, he, he saw how useful this was. I fucking... And then this. I mean, come on. Yeah. This is unbelievable. <laughs> the fact that he's still able to hold on. Yeah. After taking a shotgun to the chest. And I love, I love, like, addressing the classic thing of, like, why would they keep shooting him in armor? This guy, like, points the gun oh, at yeah. his eye. It's like, no, he wasn't. Like, this dude learned the lesson that, anyway. Yeah, it's just so great. Hell yeah, Calvin. Now I know this next part, you still, uh, it doesn't, I'm questionable. Yeah, it's fine. Like, I, I totally get what you're saying, that it's not obscene to think that, like, Batman would just have an adrenaline shot in his utility belt. Like, it's definitely not. Um, but, yeah, it, it, I think it's more for me, like, him being such a young Batman, 
him having such a like proto glide and like not having smoke pellets and etc cetera, etc cetera. the idea that like the one thing he would have that wouldn't be set up was some type of adrenaline shot just seems like that seems like a more advanced batman might think ahead to have something like that which is why i thought maybe there was a scene earlier in the movie like establishing it in some way because he even has like a spot in his leg where he can like pop open to put the shot in so (laughs) it just seems very specific is all but i've definitely softened on my thoughts on it so i think the main reason for me it works is because we didn't need this like yeah he could have just been fueled by wanting to save Catwoman enough to get up and beat him up. So right. it's just sort of like an incidental thing. Right. I think it's it, it it's one of those things that, like, they probably didn't explain because, again, they don't have to explain it. Like, it's just believable that Batman would have something like that. But also, if in the future they wanted to do, like, a Venom storyline, like, they could incorporate this into that if they so choose but obviously there's no need to it could just never come up again and be totally fine so yeah i also don't know how i feel about wanting to see another bane storyline though especially because that was the most recent nolan one i definitely don't want to see another bane i hate bane as a character i think bane's dumb and but yeah uh, we could do the venom with batman just batman addicted to drugs like, I think that'd be cool. And maybe he has a Robin at that point, and Robin has to, like, help him out of it or whatever. Like, that'd be fun. But fuck Bane. Nice. Here we go. I was worried. that This is cool, but I was worried in the theater that he was going to be... Like, he was going to reveal he was, a, like, the name of another villain or something. Because oh. he specifically says, like, Me? Who are you? Yeah. Me? Yeah. But no. that was awesome. Great drives choice. the message home. This is great. Yeah, also this was a terrible plan to like evacuate everyone to a place that's a stadium <laughs> so the land gets lower so water would flow into it. Like what the fuck were you doing? That is true. But this is great. So right here, it starts with the Batman theme, and then once he gets on the thing, it transitions to Bruce's theme, which is nice. This is such a good Batman movie. Yeah. It's so Batman. This shot's a little wonky, but that's okay. Just the background looks a little CG, but I'll live with it. Classic, you know, rebirth, getting dunked in water. As the two themes, the two parts of his personality combine. It's like he's being born again. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> like uh, in the Matrix. Yeah. I also saw some people. I mean, again, this is maybe the dumbest criticism I've ever heard. Like Kevin Smith had this criticism where he's like, "Yeah, like I just don't buy Batman as like." just like helping like being a first responder and helping out people and whatever that's like so not batman like because at the end he's like i need to be more like i need to be hope for this city and he's like batman's not hope that's superman and i'm like that's such a literal interpretation of these characters like obviously batman's not going to be like a superman like character in this universe he's just 
getting the point across that like what he represents to some people is different than what he represents to other people like that it's important to be a hero which also is one of my favorite aspects of this we've talked about like how Batman has been co-opted by all these fucking just idiot dudes that are like yeah it's cool to beat up people but at the end of the day Batman, well, that's what this movie is speaking out again exactly like he should be a heroic figure look how beautiful this shot yeah is. I know it's gorgeous and of course this little boy Aww. <laughs> the sewer boy <laughs> the sewer boy. Oh, <laughs> uh, I really thought. It I don't was know a why sewer. we thought it was going to be a sewer. <laughs> I don't. I. I. Yeah. For some reason, I thought this was a sewer. I don't know why. I fucking love this. This is gorgeous. The arc is complete. Now, in the over the overhead shot. Mm-hmm. That's coming up next. Do you tell me if you see like a bat symbol? Because I've always been on the fence. Ooh, you look like the way the people are. Yeah, in right the now? crowd. Do you think that's supposed to be anything? Yeah, I can kind of see a bat symbol there. That sort of looks like his symbol. As as they move, not as much, but there's a period of time there where it does. Let me get the music again. Nice. I wonder if every... I mean, it would be cool if every movie had, like, a different Nirvana song. I doubt they'll do that, but it would be cool. Oh, that would be cool. Obviously, don't use the same song again, because yeah. that would be overdoing it. Yeah, but. I mean, it's so tied to this movie now. People love that from this. But Nirvana does have a song called Heart Shaped Box, which I thought, if they ever did a Mr. Freeze movie, would be a great hmm. song, because, you know, she he keeps Nora locked up to save oh, her yeah. Heart Shaped Box. That would be my pitch, but... If it happens, somebody owes me money. I don't think it's going to happen, though. Yeah, Penguin TV show, soon. I'm excited for that. Me too. I think the reason I'm not as skeptical as when we first heard there was going to be a Joker movie without Batman mm. is because you can do Penguin without Batman a lot more than you can do Joker without Batman that oh, movie yeah. also turned out to be really good yeah but like I'm not as worried as when we first heard that they're doing a Joker movie without well, Batman and also because like this Penguin has interacted with Batman he exists in the universe with Batman he will interact with him again whereas I think my biggest worry with Joker was like Joker is so much defined by his opposition to Batman like that's what, what does I mean. that look like in a world where Batman never existed like it turns out it looks pretty good because <laughs> it was a good movie yeah in general though I do I I know that was an Elseworlds thing yeah for like a quintessential story I definitely prefer the Batman created the Joker rather than Joker created Batman same same Yeah, I mean, I just don't trust anyone that says that this is un-Batman-like. No, I don't see that at all. Like, I, yeah. I just don't understand how people would complain, like, oh, the movies are too dark, they don't capture, like, the comic book essence of Batman, and then also be like, that's un-Batman-like. Well, which one do you fucking want, then? Like, just... Yeah, well, I don't think those would be the same people. Oh, you'd be surprised. There were some... Su- I mean, oh, yeah. not all the same people, but yeah, some people. And those were the people that I was like, oh, okay, so you just didn't want to like this movie, then. Like... 
But hey, you never know. I think sometimes people are resistant to change. Maybe when the sequel comes out, people will go back and rewatch this and be like, actually, I was wrong. Because I think that's also kind of what happened with Batman Begins, was like, post-Dark Knight, people were like, oh, I get it now. But at the time, Batman Begins was almost like a sleeper hit. Like, it didn't really, like, strike pop culture in the way that a lot of other Batman movies had. And by other Batman movies, I basically just mean 89, because everything after that, nobody Well, yeah, coming after that, like, it was just a super hyper-realistic take. And so I think this is a very weird, specific thing that a lot of people maybe weren't prepared for. And I, I wonder if, in the wake of a sequel, after having almost, you know, slept on it, if you will, people will get back to it and... I do feel like it might be exaggerating a little bit, but this was slept on more than I was expecting. Yeah. Not in terms of performance, um, but in terms of like the amount of people that the amount of appreciation that it deserved and how much it actually got. Oh, I I completely agree. Yeah. I, I think absolutely people just went into it with expectations that weren't fulfilled. I, I think like, devoid of the expectations um people will appreciate this more in the future but except this scene this is absolutely the worst scene yeah I, if you notice we're not talking about this scene because <laughs> the scene is fucking awful this is the one stain on this the is a garbage scene so much so that if you gave me the choice we've talked about this if you gave me the choice between batman that last shot of batman looking into the sky <laughs> like cutting from that to credits or having this scene and the next scene, which is fine. Like, this scene right here with Selena is fine. Um, I would rather, like, just cut the credits. But, you know, obviously you could also just edit out the Joker scene and then have this scene as well. Uh, but, yeah. That scene was bad. This scene's good. Not too bad. The little car riding side by side goes on a bit too long, but... I, Marco doesn't like that. I like that a lot. I think it's cute, but... It just, it's... I, I think the only reason I don't like it is because I hate Fast and Furious so much, and it reminds me of Fast <laughs> and Furious. Specifically, Furious 7? Yes, yeah, specifically with Paul Walker. But, like, outside of that, yeah. I mean, in the context of just this, it's totally fine, but it just... It reminds me so much of that that it pisses me off. Also, I think this would be a perfect... Like, show his suit be a little more fucked up, you know? It's already so clean. He cleaned it off after that mud situation. <laughs> like, it can be a bit more fucked up. I like a good, like, costume that changes as the movie goes on. If there's one thing I will say that legitimately holds up about the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, it's that I love that as the movie progresses, by the time you get to the third act, his suit is fucked and he is fucked. Especially in Spider-Man 3. Especially. His mask might as well not be on at that final battle. Yeah. Like, it's half destroyed and i know people are always like yeah that's just because the actor wants like more time to be able to act with their face and like i get it but at the same time i do think it makes for good storytelling in a superhero sense to show like the vulnerability of this is just a fucking person like his suit's fucked the dude is like it's possible to damage him he's not just covered in armor like yeah and it was in the last scene before the joker scene like um it was all messed up exactly or this would have been a great opportunity to unveil his new costume, you know? Yeah. His new, I'm now a new type of Batman costume in the scene. That could have worked as well. Although I think I'd prefer it at the beginning of the next movie because... Or, like, um, established in the next movie rather than just, like, hammering it over the head of, like, I've changed, here's my new suit. Like, yeah, I've yeah, changed, yeah. in the next movie you'll see my new suit. Definitely. I'm totally fine with that, too. But, um, 
yeah, just weird that it's like perfectly clean. Pristine, again. yeah. I don't know how much longer this takes place after uh, the finale, but that's true. Yeah, it is great that little line of dialogue she has where she's like, you're already spoken for or whatever when he sees the bat signal. Classic Batman. Also, I love his bat like I like how it's a little modified now to kind of look more like a comic book oh, bat yeah. Cool. All right, here we go. <laughs> Let's start playing some Charlie Puth and Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> I was going to say one thing I prefer that this scene would have done that it didn't is have it take place at night but I think after coming at the end of the movie it makes sense that it's thematically during the day during the morning yeah it is always weird to see Batman during the day but uh, yeah it's thematically it makes sense it's weird but it definitely it can work when done effectively I think this does it pretty effectively Another like another weird example is Dark Knight Rises, where the whole final battle is during the day, which yeah. I never thought about when I saw it as a kid. But re- watching it more recently, I was like, "Wow, that is out of the ordinary." But yeah. that also makes a lot of sense being at the very end. I think it shares, like, yeah, the same thing as this is like being at the end for it to be during like a bright morning. It just it makes the most thematic sense. So definitely, I'm I'm fine with seeing Batman's costume during the day. There it is. The end. And there's the Batman. Directed by the goat. <laughs> so I think he's writing the next one with someone else. It's not Peter Craig anymore. But, um, I mean, that's fine. I... This guy, Michael Islam, has produced every Batman movie. And seriously? He's just some guy that, like was somehow bought some of the rights to be able to produce like the first ever Batman movie and now just like produces every Batman movie. Well yeah, he must his contribution must only be money. <laughs> oh yeah, like it's he truly, yeah. There is no consistency between all of the other Batman movies and any other Batman movie. No, he's just a massive fan that has money. Well, there it is. Yeah, 3 we hours have to later. Sit the entire credits. <laughs> It's, I'm four viewings in and I'm still adoring this movie mm-hmm. but yeah so I guess we can do our little outro during these yeah why not might as well mm-hmm. not, don't have to worry about sync but thanks for joining us for this uh, three hour long commentary track mm-hmm. on the Batman if you liked it we can also try doing it for another movie sometime yeah and maybe one day if Carol's in town we can all do a commentary yeah a three person commentary track that would be fun hey Carol if you for some reason decided to listen to this hello yeah, I'm glad you could watch the Batman with us. Yeah. Sort of. We've never watched it with you, so... Actually, yeah, we haven't. Uh, how about you record your commentary track, <laughs> and then we sync it with this, and it feels like we're all in the same room. Yeah, we're all just <laughs> saying the same things. Well, thanks for listening, if you listened. Uh, if you enjoyed it, please let us know. If you have made it this far and would like us to talk over another movie that you like or don't like, please let us know. We'd be yeah. happy to do it. Um, and also, uh, if you want us to do an episode on Zodiac and made it this far, let us know. Cause, <laughs> like a podcast episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe one day we'd do a commentary on Zodiac as well, but I, I think I would just end up watching that movie too much. Yeah. And as always, catch you on the flip side. Catch you on the flip side. <laughs>